My husband says he's upset with me because in his words, sweetie, you need to stop spending so much money on DoorDash. Ordering it three times a day is not appropriate and we need to start living within our means. Honey, it sounds like you have an income problem, not that I have a spending problem. Start earning more money and we won't have these issues. So I took his credit card that we share and I booked a vacation for my daughter Richard and I. We're staying in a hotel tonight and I hope he enjoys that I charged $8,000 to his credit card. Make more money, darling. I'm almost 26 years old and I live alone, have no friends, never been to a party, cheated on in every serious relationship I've ever been in. And life is just really lonely. Just another holiday. I'm by myself. Man, if he loves you, he's going to understand it. But if you playing with a nigga who already got options, coochie game's not going to work. Mm -mm. What will work with a guy who has so many options? Nothing. What's the best thing about being a woman? Probably having kids. Definitely having an ass. Because <laughs> there might be a group and you like, you calm down. It's like stress relieving. Yeah. I feel like if a cop like pulls you over or pulls you up or something, then you can just like cry and look pretty. And I think the best thing about being a woman is that pussy is globally accepted as a form of payment. Wow. Okay. So this is for all of my single over 30 people. Is anybody else just over this hookup culture? I mean, I get it. I'm... I'm online, I'm trying all these things, but like, what happened to romance? What happened to, you know, a little bit of chivalry? Whatever happened to all of the nice things that men used to do instead of everyone asking us, what are you doing? Can I come through? Is there any real men out there at all? I don't know, help me out. What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Wednesday evening's Facts Over Feeling live streams where we kick these facts. If we don't care about your silly little feelings, right? 
How we don't care about your silly little feelings. What's going on with this camera? Let's get it a little bit more centered. There we go right there. Shout out to the coach gang. Appreciate y'all for being here. Uh, today's episode, why being a good woman is not enough. Oh, my goodness. Made me. Why being a good woman is not enough. We're going to talk about Lolo Jones at it again. Virtue signaling. She's out here crying. Oh, my God. My eggs are drying up like the Sahara Desert. Where are all the good men? Where are all the good men? Hold on for a second. What happened? All right, man, that's crazy in the building. Anyway, man, somebody in here. <laughs> wait a minute, what? Wait a minute, wait. I'm not happy. <laughs> anyway, I'm not happy. Anyway, man, what do we got going on today? What do we got going on today? We got a couple of stories. We got a man. We got a dude out here, a grandpa who don't give a damn. The the grandpa who don't give a damn, and he shot a pregnant woman in the back. Oh, he shot a pregnant woman in the back. How dare he? How dare you? Now, I'm, I'm, we're going to give you the reason why. I know everybody's like, well, why would you be celebrating something like that? Well, we're going to tell you. Right? We're definitely going to tell you. Yeah, the simp wolf whistle was in full effect. Grandpa, he got out the blinky. <laughs> we're also going to talk about Lolo Jones. Uh, we may review if we have time today because I'm, I'm trying to do my best. I'm trying to do my best to keep the streams under two hours. Yeah, I'm already I've already failed. All right. <laughs> I'm trying to keep I'm trying to keep the sh streams under two hours. So anyway, uh, and then we got another story here. If we do have time, we're going to talk about Blueface. I don't know who the guy is and a girl, whatever his girlfriend's name. Uh, we're going to chat. We're going to do the story about straggle and sniggle. All right. Straggle and sniggle. I'm assuming his girlfriend straggle. Her name begins with a C. Her name begins with a C. <laughs> And the um, Sniggle is Blueface. That's what I'm just going to say right now. Adventures of Straggle and Sniggle. Somebody said it's impossible. Impossible to keep it under two hours. I know, man. It is what it is. I, of course. Of course, I made sure that I told somebody not to ring my damn doorbell. And here they go. Ringing my bell. Anyway, man. I did have another story. Oh, a child support nightmare that you guys have to listen to. Somebody uh, put, posted something on Twitter about a child support nightmare that you guys got to hear. So anyway, without further ado, let's get into today's show. All right, today's show is brought to you by the like button. All right, hit that like button so we can continue to get more people in here. I realize there's a couple of great YouTube channels going on right now. This is a very, very, very tough way to, uh, damn, of course I, I need to put my, somebody all in my damn driveway. So anyway, I meant to, um, I know there's a lot of good live streams going on right now. Right before I went on, I checked. I was like, who's going on right now? And everybody's on right now. It's crazy. The Adventures of Straggle and Sniggle. I'm actually going to have an editor create an intro for the Adventures of Straggle and Sniggle. But this show is sponsored by the like button. Do me a favor. Hit the like button. Let some more people come in here. Let some people notify. Maybe they watching somebody else and y'all don't need to watch them no more. Y'all can come over and watch me. All right. Dollar sign CGA is how you, how you. Um, contribute to today's show if you're using Cash App, if you're using PayPal. The PayPal link is up at the top. If you're listening via the podcast, it is paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. You know, you can let your voice be heard later on on the playback. And then Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV uh, is, is the Venmo link. You can hit that up. If you don't want me to say your government name, all right, I won't say your government name. You need to let me know, though. All right, you need to let me know before we get in there and I start reading. And I know uh, somebody said uh, Joe Cool needs to be referred to as Joe Cool over on PayPal. So we'll acknowledge the earlier contributors to today's show. Joe Cool is in the building with the first one over on PayPalzy. He says, thanks for the encouragement. 
from last November. I am now at 170 on the bench, 165 on the deadlift, 90 on the curl. And he says, I do the upside down uh, U-pin bar, uh, U-pin bar and jump pin bar, 4.5 sets, four times a week and 10 reps each exercise. That includes the time off from the hernia surgery. I remember that. All right. Thanks for the help. All right. Congratulations. You took some time off. My man is getting back into uh, his shape. He's getting back into shape. And a lot of men need to get back in shape, too. So congratulations for making that happen, brother. And we love the fact that brothers are taking care of their health. All right. And their wealth in the building here. And then let's check on the cash app before we get into the show. All right. What do we got here? We got cash apps over from. Uh, Ryan, did I get you from earlier today? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. G Money says, thanks. I'm going into my 40s and I needed to hear this information. This was earlier from today, from the earlier show of uh, the Blue Chip Mindset. If you missed the Blue Chip Mindset and you need a little bit of inspiration and motivation, go check out the Blue Chip Mindset series over there. And shout out to Leaf for being here one more time. And Warhammer, he says, uh, Warhammer for the free agent lifestyle flag in the building. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got to fly that flag nice and high. Uh, by the way, tomorrow, tomorrow, um, tomorrow we actually have uh, the Raiders are playing in the Hall of Fame game in Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, near Columbus, Ohio. So I might tune into that. I'm not sure if I'm going to tune into it prior to I do because I think the game comes on at five o'clock. It's a game, you know, it's the first game of the year of the preseason. I might check it out. So the stream might be a little bit later in the evening. All right. Anyway. Appreciate y'all. Coach does this better than the rest. I appreciate that, man. All right. I don't get the push in the algorithm like certain people do, but I don't want to sit here and complain because I'm in better shape than a lot of other content creators. And they're like, why does coach get a push? And I'm like, I ain't getting no push. <laughs> I don't get 500. I don't get 500,000 subscribers. I barely can get, you know, I know what it is. If I can barely get 100 on this channel. But I ain't complaining. I appreciate all the subscribers. I'm not really chasing the numbers because I know most of the people that come on, you know, are they really supporters? All right. Anyway, where we got today? Uh, I was going to talk about the trans cheerleader, but I left that alone. Some of these stories I want to talk about, and then I'm like, oh, the hell with it. All right. Let's give you a little bit of funny humor here. First, we're going to talk about the old grandpa don't give up. All right. Old grandpa don't give a damn. We're going to show you a clip and you straggling sniggles that want to go over there and rob these old people. Cause recently there's been a rash of straggling sniggles. All right. Uh, and straggling sniggle can be any race. All right. I'm not just talking about black people. When I say straggling sniggle, you can be a straggling sniggle and be of another race. <laughs> All right. Uh, here it is right here. Uh, let's see if I can share the screen. A straggling sniggle broke in to these old people's houses. All right. There he is right there. There's the gentleman right there. And, um, you know, he looked like an old school, old school, you know, uh, farmer in Long Beach, California. You know, he might have grew up in Compton back in the day when the demographics was a little bit more favorable to his race. And he didn't moved out. He was like, oh, 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 ninjas are moving into Compton. And he moved to Long Beach. Now he's stuck in this old ass dilapidated. Now nah, I won't talk. <laughs> I won't talk about it. But. Then he moved to Long Beach and he realized that people moved from Compton to Long Beach uh, back in the day. See, back in the day in Cali, if you know the demographics, California is a spread out place, right? Like New York, it's not like New York. Like you can't just be like, all right, I'm going to hop over here, hop over here. You need a car. So people typically did the white flight and uh, they moved back in the day when you had like old cars and unpaved uh, interstates. And there was like, we moving from Compton and we're going to go to Long Beach like they was leaving, <laughs> like you were going somewhere. 
but now cars are easier. You can get down the damn interstate. That ain't that far. So he obviously moved to Long Beach when it was a safer time and his ass stuck down there with Straggle and Sniggle. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and listen to him talk about what happened. When the time comes to defend yourself, you best do something. The words of the 80-year-old homeowner who confronted two robbers. I walked in on them, and they downed me. They jumped on me in the hallway. But Tom Greer says he managed to get his 22 caliber Smith & Wesson revolver. He says when that unarmed couple saw his gun, they took off out the back door, and he followed. The lady didn't run fast as a man, so I shot her the back twice. <laughs> My man said I shot her in the back twice. She tried to get up out of there. She was like, she saw that gun. <laughs> she was like, oh, hell no. She's dead, and they told her off, but he got away. She says, don't shoot me. I'm pregnant with a baby, and I shot her anyway. Oh. Fucking hoes that ain't worth a cent. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's gangster. He was like, don't shoot me. I'm pregnant. He was like, he dead. She dead. All right. Um, listen, man, I'm not saying you should commit violence like this. You know what I mean? You got to watch out for the laws. This is not this didn't happen in 2022. By the time the libtars took, took office, um, uh, took place in our society, the woke culture and the scared limp culture, too. All right. But um, he was like, yeah, I shot her two times in the back. She did. <laughs> oh man and everybody's in the comment section on twitter how dare he he was like how dare you? yeah but she she broke his collarbone all right they went in there attacked a the man he 80 years old look at this place man it needs a nice remodel down here good lord they haven't remodeled this place in quite a long time and he was like bruh we do old school wild wild west justice around here this is this is back in the day when people was like Everything was logical. You know, you go rob somebody or you run up in my spot and I got the blinky. I could just start clapping. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I don't make fun of the dead, but like, look, you rolled up in my spot and you didn't know I was packing the glizzy and the blinky and the strap. All right. And the Glock, you know, and then I started, I started the buck. You ran up in the wrong spot. <laughs> the way he said it was like the old school tombstone days. Like he, him and his, his, his grandfather was like lived in Tombstone, Arizona. He was like, yeah, she came into the bar, started talking noise and sideways. We sent her out to go drink from the horse trough. We shot her. She did Western wild, wild West justice. <laughs> oh man. Wild, wild West justice. You know, Hey, it is what it is. Oh, I'm pregnant. And <laughs> he was like, Oh, my God. Oh, man. Anyway, so I said it's Nevada Coach Blast. Don't come up in the Desert Storm bunker. Do not. I'm letting. I don't even have to warn. I'm not even going to warn because then they're going to be like, this is a threat. I, I won't even say anything, but it will be the wrong spot. I don't know who y'all talking to around here. I like I'm going to play this part again. I'm going to play this part again. Hold on for a second. I got to play this part. He was like, yep, she came in there. Shot her in the back two times. She did. Let's see if I can find that part. All right. This is back in the day, boy. Man, I'm telling you, you weaklings could not have made it from back in the day. They jumped on me in the hallway. But Tom Greer says he managed to get his 22 caliber Smith & Wesson revolver. He says when that unarmed couple saw his gun, they took off out the back door and he followed. The lady didn't run fast as a man, so I shot. Oh, he said the lady didn't run fast as the man. Oh, <laughs> He said the lady did not run fast as the man, Lord, but he got a broken collarbone. Nobody cares.
didn't run fast as a man, so I shot her to back twice. Oof. She's dead, and they told her off, but he <laughs> he's like, she's dead, and it was her fault. I don't know what to tell you. Back in the day, man, I, this is why you guys, man, this is why this culture, Gen Z and the millennials, they can't handle old people. Y'all could not handle old people back in the day. All right. I used to remember who remembers old people. They used to come in. Old people were I always called them barbarians. You know what I mean? Like the, the like old people today. If they were around and you they were barbarians. Remember, they would come in with that handkerchief. They didn't care. You be in Denny's. They'd be smoking in the smoking section over here. Who were who's old enough to remember that? I was a kid. They was like, uh, you go into Denny's, you want smoking or non-smoking? You looking around like this. It's one big room. What are you talking about non-smoking? I'm going to sit in the non-smoking section and smell cigarettes. <laughs> smoking or non-smoking? What are you talking about? You sit your ass in the non-smoking. They come out with that handkerchief. They want to blow their nose. They all up in Denny's. They get that handkerchief out. Open it up. A sanitary napkin, they used to call it. And then they take it, put it right back in their pocket. Right back in their pocket. And they'll tell you what the hell it was and what time of day it was. you like, Lord, what's wrong with these old-ass people? They call it what it is. They tell you who the hell you are. Yo, man, straight-up barbarians, all right? Men, especially white dudes, white men were just straight up barbarians. All right. Back in the day. I'm not trying to be racist here, but what I'm telling you is, man, they did not give a F. And then they they had a nerve to lick the handkerchief and try to wipe your damn face with it. You like get that nasty ass. Well, this is a sanitary napkin. Mm. <laughs> you were like, that ain't sanitary. I just saw you wipe snot. All off your face. And it's all in your mustache and beard. What the hell are you talking about? Now you want to wipe my face with the damn thing. Get that damn thing out of here. Son, You a real man carries a handkerchief. Mm. Who remembers a handkerchief? Does anybody carry handkerchiefs anymore? Where are you barbarians at? <laughs> yeah, they had that old cigarette cough. <coughs> <laughs> I used to remember that dude. I had this old neighbor. That's how he coughed. I could hear his ass outside. <laughs> like, holy shit. I was like, when are you going to die? You got to be dying soon coughing like that. This is why y'all all scared right now. I saw old ass people. They lived to 80, 85, 90, smoking 12 packs of cigarettes per day, coughing like this. <laughs> and y'all die. Y'all get a little virus and y'all be like this. Hold up. Y'all get a little virus. Immune system all a wreck. Y'all got damn allergies. You can't eat peanuts. These people ate pork. They killed the pork. They killed the pig. You know what I mean? Sliced it up. They grabbed chickens by the neck. You know, I had Mexican neighbors. They had roosters and chicken in the backyards just running around. They would grab the chicken, cut the head off. You know what I'm saying? Slaughter the chicken up. They ate gang and gangs of fat. They didn't have no muscle on their body. Nobody had a six pack. The only six pack they had was six packs of beer in the refrigerator, freezer in their garage. Nobody had no arm muscles and six packs. All right. These people live to old ass age. <laughs> 
y'all get y'all eat one peanut. Oh my gosh, I have my peanut allergy. Mm. <laughs> oh, shit. oh, I have a little bit of stomach interruption. Man, please, these people were damn. They were a virus. That's why the boomer remover came and got their ass. Anyway, anyway, let me stop. Oh man, that maestro brow, maestro brow. I remember that. Damn, they eating that. They drinking that Pabst Blue Ribbon to death. Pabst Blue Ribbon cans everywhere with cigarettes in it, with old ass cigarette butts all over it. They got a cigarette in this hand and a Paps in this hand. They was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm hmm. Low and brow on this mug. What was the one that there was another one? I can't remember that Code 45, not the old black dudes with the Code 45 with the cigarette hanging from their lip like uh, Cedric the Entertainer drinking that malt liquor. Malt liquor. Gee. Anyway. Y'all don't remember them days. They they drink that cheap liquor, that E&J, right out the bottle. They just be sitting there with it in the bag, just holding it like this. Drinking E&J straight, no chaser. Just a sipping on it. <laughs> anyway, the slits, the slits malt liquor, boy, it was some crazy-ass days. Nobody had straight teeth. Everybody's teeth was crooked, snaggle tooth, red, uh, yellow-ass teeth. Eyes all yellow and jaundice, liver just quivering and dying over. And they still live. They still live. They would just still live. They just live on. Y'all walking around eating kale all day. Oh, shit. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Y'all scared. Y'all scared to live. They wasn't scared to live. <laughs> eating that ripple. Y'all literally be sitting around, look, trying not to die. These people came out of the Vietnam War, the Korean War, World War One, World War Two. All right. These people did nothing but dodge death. Every day. They dodged death every day. They had the they had the, they had polio. All kind of shit. They went through the Great Depression. They went through the Civil Rights Movement, Jim Crow. Y'all running around here. This is the worst racism in the history of our country. They had recessions, oil prices up the ass. Stood in car lines to get gas. All these old ass people. Yeah, they lived through AIDS, all of that shit. They lived through getting shot. They got STDs and got shots cleared it right on up. Y'all putting on your condoms. Oh my God, here we go. Slip on. <laughs> you make sure you wear your condom and make sure you get consent. And I don't kiss. Mm. Kissings, I don't want to get monkey booty pox. So. Let's make everything sanitary. You get your sanitary napkin, wipe everything down. Yeah, they had lead poisoning. Come on, man. These people went through some damn hell, and y'all got the nerve. Anyway, let me get it here. They brought home paychecks that looked like $950 a month. That was their paychecks. They worked at the plant, consuming all kind of nuclear waste. They lived in neighborhoods with the big-ass lines over there, and this. This is how your neighborhood sound. You can hear the damn electrical lines going back and forth. And y'all running around here sanitizing everything. Oh, my God. You get one little virus. All right, let me stop. Let me stop with that.
They didn't have no health care, no health care, no nothing. They fall off. They they fall off a big ass building, break their neck. They be back at work tomorrow. They be back at work tomorrow. <laughs> All right. They like I'm not losing my job. I'm not losing my spot in line. All right. Hey, let's get a couple of. Oh, we got uh number. Uh, did I get to leave? Thank you, coach. I appreciate my father more uh, than I ever had after I was groomed to hate his ass. Okay, that was from earlier today on Venmo. Thank you, brothers. Three cent raise. Oh my God. Yeah, man. What a time. What a time they lived in, man. All right. So we do have a couple of people over here on PayPal. Thank you, brothers. Who is this? Yo, Kochi. Thank you for being such a good man. That's actually a part of the show today. The good man. You're such a good man. And the reason why being a good woman means nothing. SAU isn't back in the building. He doubled up. He says, Coach, you don't have to push. He says, you don't get the push in the algorithm because 95% of men are stuck on Red Pill Rage binging stuff. So the other creators push those themes only. Yeah, I try not to push that much anymore on that. So do people do get stuck uh, wanting to more or less, you know, talk negatively about women. I, I, I talk very positively about women and I talk negatively. They know. She says, well done by the gentleman. He says, if they came to my house and threatened my family, I would unleash bullets cartel style. Yeah, well done for by him. And there was a time where people would make sense. Yeah. But uh, now people say, well, you shot this person in the back. They were running and fleeing. Yeah, but they were still in my house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and they came up in my house with intentions to harm or at least, uh, you know, steal property. Uh, we've gone way off the road. And you know who started it? You know who started it? Millennials. Time to bash millennials today. I've been easy on millennials. But millennials ruin, they, they, they ruin, they ruin life for everybody in America. We give all the generations some beef here, but the millennials ruined it. Mr. The peanut allergy people themselves. Yeah, the peanut allergy people themselves, the millennials. They ruined it for everybody. You can't have no fun no more because of millennials. And millennials went through the, the, the easiest time in life, in the history of life. You had your little helicopter parent shuffling you around. They put helmets on you on bikes. They made everybody else wear helmets. Now you got that nerdy-ass helmet on. I know you don't want your head splatted all over the road. Helmets do save lives. You can't drink out of water hoses anymore because millennials. You can't have cuts on teams anymore because millennials. You can't spank people no more because millennials. You can't bring cookies to a damn school classroom party because of millennials. Oh, do those cookies have peanuts in them? Oh, no. Bennett has a peanut allergy. <laughs> yeah, no more dodgeball. No more pickup basketball. You know what I mean? Yo, you, you can't play pickup basketball on Tuesdays and Thursdays. The seventh graders get the playground. Crazy, man. Millennials ruined everything. All right. They were the first social justice warriors. I mean, if you actually track back when social justice warriors became a thing, it was the millennials. LeBron James is a millennial. He's king social justice warriors. They are the ones who ruined everything. Anyway, yeah, well, well, if you guys can't do anything, nobody gets to play on the playground. If you want to include the, the knock-knee girls and the knock-knee boys and the, wait, the knock-knee girls and the pigeon-toe boys, 
the pitching door boys and the knock knee girls get to play pickup basketball with you too. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. Sit your ass on the sideline, man. Hey, look, it's it's winter stays. Winter stays. That's the rules. All right, that's been the rules for forever. Oh my gosh, we lost, but we want to play. We we got waxed. We got skunked. We got skunked 12-0, and they kicked us off the court. Yeah, because winter stays. Get your ass off the court. Millennials made up the phrase. That's not fair. Millennials. <laughs> and winter, you know what I mean? Like, uh, get your winner, get to keep the ball. You know what I mean? Oh, no. Winner's takeout. No. Why you guys got to play full court? Can't you play half court? No, we play full court. When you get your ass out here and we whack your ass up, go sit back on the sideline. Anyway. Yeah, they kill comedians. You know what? Millennials run these social media sites. They're the ones out here pressing the button left and right. Oh, that's inappropriate. They came up with the word inappropriate. (laughs) They came up with the word inappropriate. That's inappropriate. We're going to have to take this up and get you through a review process. We're going to safe and sanitize everything. The millennials. They, they ruined it, man. I mean, the boomers ruined it, too. The, boomer, the boomers had their part in ruining things. Gen X had their part. But the stuff we're going through today, right now, the political climate, the social climate, millennial fault. They killed it. Sorry, man. You can't have any more fun because of millennials. All right. Anyway, let me see here. What do we got on the cash app? What do we got? Uh, Jabari says, much love, coach. To speak on good women, I nicely approached a good woman at the grocery store for a date, and she called security on me. Yeah, they millennials kill cold approach, too. Just so while we're at it, millennials kill cold approach. And he says, uh, I was shocked since I have a good career. I get a lot of lays from dating apps, and I'm never approaching. He says, I'm never approaching again. Cold approach is dead. Free agent for life. Here's the guy. He probably looks good. Pause. He's got a good career. He's a good guy. And he a cold approached in public. You guys got to remember millennials. They millennials were the people who had that video. Millennials were the first people to complain about catcalling. All right. We're putting things in perspective. Okay. Um, millennials came up with catcalling. Millennials came up with stuff like fat checking. So they came up with catcalling, remember? And they had that woman in in sheer leggings they weren't yoga pants they were leggings and she walked down the street of new york a millennial woman and complained about the men most of them didn't even say anything extremely out of bounds many of them might have whistled most of them said hey honey hi darling millennials were the first women that said don't hold the door open for me i can get it myself these these people right here millennials came up with this millennials came up with consent Mm. well i had sex with him but i did not consent <laughs> like, wait a minute, what? So here's here. This is where we are, and so millennials came up with the whole thing about catcalling, and they killed cold approach, mostly because PUAs and dating coaches, pickup artists and dating coaches, overdid it, and millennials were the ones getting laid. You know, they were actually getting getting some peace lead from these girls, and these girls found out that they were talking about it on the public airwaves. This is how I got this girl, and the millennials complained. Well, I didn't give consent. Running around here talking about, <laughs> we're here talking about, um, well, I can withdraw consent. I think millennial women were the first ones to come up with 
well, I consented, but I, I, I withdrew my consent after stroke number four. I told him to stop after the fourth stroke, and he gave me five, six more strokes, and he went roar, roar. He roared all over the place, down my gullet, all over my face, my neck, all of this stuff. And I removed consent after the fourth stroke. So legally, they were the ones, yeah. Millennials. They came up with that bull crap. And you're like, and the women were like, yes. That's when I knew it was over. Remember, when did dating die? Dating died the first time you saw on Twitter, millennials argue about removing consent during intercourse. I was like, it's over. Mm. <laughs> it's over. It's over. Like, dude, dude, listen, now, now I'll just pay for play. There's no way we're coming back from that. Because women be up in there. They was on Twitter. Yes, you guys do not understand. We can remove consent anytime. Even after you finish, I can remove consent. I can remove consent after I go home and rest and think about it for three days. And I'm publicly humiliated and shamed and call this luck. And I'll remove consent right at that particular moment. Yes, I can do that. And you're like, done. It's done. I, hey, listen. We ain't coming back. You cannot come back from that. Dating is dead from that moment on. It was dead from the catcalling allegations, which weren't that big of a deal, but I get it. If you don't want to be get the, the horn blown on you in the middle of the street, okay. You don't want to get picked up with scrubs. I don't want no scrubs. Those were pro that was a Gen Xers, but millennials was like, I don't want no scrub. Okay, I can't blow the horn. I can't pick up, I can't pick you up. I can't cat call you. And uh I gotta get consent, and then you can remove consent after you consent it. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> it's over I, I don't even know what to tell you say no more it's dead gen x is taught what oh scrubs gen x did do the scrub thing and that ruined dating too that 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 changed the dynamics of dating because now it was like you know what i mean they can actually just come out there and i was going to talk about that yesterday in the topic but now they can just be coming out here like you don't qualify don't even open your mouth you're on the passenger side of your best friend's ride. That kind of ruined it. Deadly Ellie says killing a pregnant burglar. He says multi-deletion. Now he needs one more deletion for a UAV deletion strike. I got to be careful. Who else is in here? We got two more, then we'll get on with the show. Uh, Shout out to Maro. Maro. Maro D says blew my ex's back out for the last time last night. He said, for the last time, this is the last time, this is the last time. And he says, she went from my, she, she went from my big three bedroom crib rent free to a small one bedroom house paying $800 a month plus utilities. I need to control that lust. Hashtag post nut clarity free agent for life. Well, you know what she was trying to do. She was trying to bring that peace leave over there. She was like, all right. She was like, I can do it myself. You ever hear girls say that or a woman say that? I don't need you. I can do it myself. I'm going to go over there. I'm going to get my own apartment and my own rent, and I'm going to pay my own bills. I'm going to come and go as I please, and I'm going to do whatever I want. I don't have to answer to you. And then she go over there for two months, 60 days, and she's going to be that woman saying, well, I was only $100 short on rent. I don't know why they evicted me, or it's going to get tight. They'll be like, I don't need none of your stuff. Y'all need to answer to you. And then they take your ass to child support. They act actually good palimony. And if they can't do that, they come over. Hey, stranger, I miss you. 
I miss you. I'm talking to you, baby. That finances get tight like a mofo. She like, whoa, $800. She's like, I can make, I make $1,400 a month. $800 is nothing. And then she get $800 plus trash and water. She didn't count on that. Electric bill going to be sky high in the summer. She didn't count on that. She didn't count on the fact that cable was 200 bucks with internet. She didn't count on that. All of a sudden, it's getting a little bit tight. She like, oh, snap. All right. Then she get her gas bill. Then she got to pay a deposit on the gas. She got to pay. Oh, shit. Oh, she got to get some damn groceries, gas, insurance, car payment. Oh, she's struggling now. She like, she drowning. She like, oh, hell no. Maybe I can't do it myself. Maybe I need to get on seeking arrangements and have a man spoil me. I know there's a rich man out there. She'll do that for about 60 days. She'll get papped out for about 450 bucks. And she'll be like, shit, where are all the rich men now? And I'm tired of these dudes out here giving me a cheapo, but I needed to pay the bill. So I'll take the 250 today. I'll take it today, but I'm looking for a man to spoil me. <laughs> uh-huh. Got her ass back out there. She was like, hmm, maybe I'll come back. Baby, I'm back. All right, shout out to, ooh, shout out to MD. He, he got his girlfriend, but hey, she had to come over and get that back blown out. Hey, you guys know that women use sex to pay bills. Like people are like sitting here acting like you're going to get their soul and you're getting passion every time you get them. You're not. Sometimes they're using it as a tool to either get you, finesse you, pay a bill. I, I, you guys are continue to uh, hit or miss with this topic. They don't use it as a pleasure thing. Now, um, actually, there's a thing called the refractory period, which men are both men or women have. Both men, he says, I know that. Everybody needs to know that because I keep hearing this conversation about, well, you're not going to get all out passion for this and that. Women don't use it. Like, listen, if they want pleasure, they can find the pleasure. They can pleasure themselves, but women have a refractory period. Many times, the refractory period operates different as men. They can actually lose interest in sex during sex. And I just kind of described it when the removal of consent. So they have in there naturally that during the, during the process, they can lose interest. Have you ever experienced this? You've, we've all experienced it. You're hot and heavy. You're petting. You're caressing. You're touching, you're kissing, you're sucking on stuff. And then as soon as you start to get ready to go in there and take your pants down, she's like, eh, let's stop right here. And you're like, what? Oh, we're moving too fast. She done lost interest. Or she knows she don't have no leverage. She's about to lose. And so now these thoughts are coming to her head. Oh, this, I, I better stop now. You could be in the middle of it. She could be all out into it. The phone will ring, and now she done lost interest. Or how about when you're about to, you're, you, everybody's naked. You're all naked. And she says, you need to slip on the condom. You go roll over and go to your condom stash. Come right back. And she's like, let's wait a while. Before it's too late, let's wait a while. Before we go too far. She just completely be checked the hell out. Check. I'm checked out. That's good. <laughs> yep, I changed my mind. 
you know, after further review, I'll stop right here. And you're like, <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this? So they have that in their their ability to actually disengage where they can feel like, hey, we stop right here. It's fine. And men don't have that. So if you're a lady watching this, men, we don't have that. Like if we're doing this, we doing this. Now, our refractory period happens after we roar. We get one bust and then we start thinking like you. Then we start going, shit. Do I want seconds or do I want her to leave? Why is she still talking to me? I want her to get out. Please leave now. Don't talk to me. Don't touch me. What is that smell? Um, do I really want to do a second round? Because I have another girl coming over tomorrow and I need a little bit more strength. If I go a second round here, the, next girl, the girl I really want here tomorrow won't get the best round the first time. You start thinking about it then. <laughs> You'd be like, could you leave today? Could you leave now? No, you can't sleep over. No, don't. No, 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 no. That's our refractory period. That's our, that's our, that's when we start thinking about things because we get clarity. Yeah, you need to conserve. You're like, damn, if I go second round now, the next girl coming over, I might not be ready. I might not be at full strength. <laughs> All right. Anyway, man, where are we at? We supposed to be doing a show here. Like I said, we'll do under two hours today. All right. A child support nightmare that could happen to any men. So a lot of these stories that we tell you, oh, coach, that only happened to you. And that only happens to some guys. Let's go ahead and show you a story. A nightmare of a child support story. This was shared to me by Moose Hefner in the building. Shout out to Moose in the building. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, we just having fun. The evening show is we have a little bit of fun. And so Moose Hefner said, sends this, and he says, I had to report this ridiculous mess that's that they're doing to my cousin. The system is crazy, straight up. If you ever find yourself in child support court, first thing I'm going to tell you about child support: Dodge Day ass like the plague. All right, do not sign up for, do not volunteer for child support. Now, if you, if you're in a situation where you're cool with your baby mom, me and my baby mosh, cool, Sean, and you cool with your baby moms and you, you get a child support or court order for child support and she puts you on and you can't avoid it, just pay. All right, just pay them. <laughs> it's going to save you a headache. Or if you want to screw her over, don't pay her. I don't go, I don't know what to tell you, but, um, Child support is a demonic system. It has nothing to do with justice. It doesn't mean you're a Debbie by avoiding the collection agency, which is child support. They are a scam. They are a public nuisance to society. They're a menace to society. What you want to do is if you're ever in a situation where a child support could be in a situation where you can get put on, avoid them. <laughs> avoid them. Like, do not let them have your address, no phone number. Don't meet with them. Don't say nothing. Return the sender all the mail. Uh, sign out of that shit. Don't sign the paperwork, no document. Don't give them no information, no nothing. No nothing. Don't give them shit. All right, just disengage with them. That They'll be like, oh, we're here. We're a service for moms and dads. We work for both sides. Bullshit. It's straight up bullshit. I'm telling you right now. They, they are a scam. And most guys that are hooked up on child support are the good dads that just want to see their kids. They just want to see their kids. Now, Pookie and Ray Ray ain't on child support. Because first of all, he'll put, he'll put, he'll buck two shots in the woman that puts her on child support. So she know not to put Pookie on child support. Number two, they can't find Pookie or Ray Ray to serve him papers for child support. 
Number three, she still want Pookie and Ray Ray back in the back of her mind, but so she's going to put the good man on child support. Most of the guys that are on good child support are men that just want to be fathers. They got good jobs. They show up to their job. They they got a divorce or they broke up with the baby mom. And the my baby mom just put his ass, put her on child, put him on child support. All right. As a means to get back to his ass. Okay. So with this being said, I'm going to provide some proof to you. So again, if you don't want to be on child support, avoid them. Hide from their ass. Run. <laughs> Before they put you on. Because once they put you on, it's held. It's hell. It's like having a leech. It's having a leech on your ass. All right. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Do not get the do not. Uh, if your baby mama says, what's your address? Do not give it to her. <laughs> Where do you live? Where did you move to? How come you don't give me information? Where do I send this mail to? I got some presents that I want to send you for Christmas. Send it. Send it. Do not send it to a relative. Send it to a desert bunker in the middle of the desert. I'll pick it up. <laughs> do not go over there. Do not say, pick. she says, hey, why don't you come over and pick up some things? Process server going to be right outside. If she knows you have a job, she's going to know your social security number because you gave it to her. She's going to know your birth date. She's going to know your address, your last known address, and she's going to get it. That's how she's going to get your ass. I know his social security. I know his date of birth. That's why you don't, if a woman asks your date of birth, give her a bad day. You're going to hit it. You're going to hit it, Roski. What's your birthday? What's your sign? Scorpio. What date is that? November 11th. I don't know. 1958. <laughs> All that stuff. They come over to your house, cover your address. Take their ass around the loop. Take their ass around five loops. Even if your junk is directly in from the damn street, you on the corner, run around. Take the backside entrance all the way around. Don't tell them where you work, nothing. <laughs> yep, send it, but, do, but do, whatever address you give them, do not give them an address that you previously lived or you have a relative living there because they'll serve theirs. So anyway, he said, turn your address number ups and down, upside down. Yep. That, um, that's the best way to avoid it. If you if they happen to get you then, all right, now you got to go play a whole different strategy. Yeah, use a P.O. box. P.O. box is another way to do it. Uh, but make sure your P.O. box service doesn't collect, doesn't accept subpoenas. And they don't accept, you know, private investigators dipping in your business. Right. So there's some P.O. box. P.O. boxes that will give up the booty and they'll go get your paperwork or they'll subpoena your paperwork that's at the P.O. box. Don't trust the P.O. the post office box. Anyway, I gave y'all a whole bunch of game. I'm giving y'all game. I didn't say nothing was wrong with Scorpios. I'm just saying, just say what you're not. Give them something that ain't real. You're not being honest with me. All right, here we go. Child support situation that all men could get into. And it's not illegal to dodge child support. You, it's a voluntary system. Don't let them guilt you. You men aren't stepping up to your responsibility. No, it's a terrorist organization. They don't need my address. Okay. It's a voluntary system. It's not a system that you need to report to them. You don't need to give them. Sh you don't owe them nothing. No explanation. No nothing. Who the hell are you? I got no business with you. Click. It's not like you got, you got to, you got to listen to them. You ain't got to listen to them. 
You ain't got to do anything they tell you to do. You actually volunteer to do what they tell you to do. They're not a service that 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 you have to comply to. They're not an investigative uh, territory. Like you can't, you're not even supposed to comply to the police. You have a right to not even comply with the police. Like you have a not, when I say comply, like cooperate, not comply, cooperate. You don't even have to cooperate with police and they're the police. <laughs> right? They're literally the police that got badges and guns and tasers and bullets and jail cells. You literally can be like, I plead the fifth, no cooperation, kiss my ass and my free to go. That's the police. Child support runs up there and they literally be like, you're supposed to tell me information. I ain't supposed to tell you nothing. Where does it say in the law I'm supposed to cooperate with you? <laughs> All right, anyway. So just, I'm telling you guys, get your balls straight around here. Pause. Cuff your balls with these people before they interrogate you and make you think, just do the right thing. You know what I mean? Just just fill this paperwork out. Sign the bottom. Kiss my ass. <laughs> right? I ain't signing shit. All right, so anyway, right here, man, let's get back to this. Telling y'all how to do these people. Don't tell them nothing. You're not, you're not required to tell them anything. All right, anyway. It says right here, Monday math. In 2016, I got a divorce from my ex-wife. And he says, uh, we had a separation since 2014. And during the time of our uh, separation, she had a child by someone else. He said, just sign it, coach. It says right here, due, due to the fact, okay, they separated and she had a child by someone else. All right, shout out to the good women here. It says, due to the fact that we were technically still married in the state of Iowa, I am considered the paternal parent, no matter who the father is. That's bad, but in, in states, this is true. So I submitted a DNA test showing that I am not the father, and she has testified that I'm not the father of the child, but this isn't enough for the state of Iowa. I had to go through the procedural process. That means I have to pay for a lawyer for myself and the child that isn't mine. Wow. The funny thing is I tried to do it myself, meaning he tried to represent himself, which is called pro se. And the judge said, would I rather spend the money on an attorney or pay $600 a month for the next 16 years? 16, wait, no, 18 years, 18 years. What is that? $72,000. What, what is that? 18 times. What would he say? 600? Wait a minute. Oh, no, sorry. 18, 18 years. All right. Oh, I got to go. I got to go 600 times 12 times 18. That's going to be $130,000. $130,000. So the judge literally asked him, and a lot of times you get flustered in court. This is why you got to really, really understand what you're doing before you go to court. The judge asked him, and some of these criminal uh, uh, judges, which they're not judges in the child support court, they can't have a real judge in child support court because what they're doing is a scam. So they make you think this is a judge, but their definition of what they're doing is not a judge. It's an administrator, or they might say they're a commissioner, but they're not a judge. All right. A judge actually works in a real courthouse. <laughs> and so he hit him with some Jedi mind trick math. And he said, well, sir, 
you can pay for an attorney and you're going to spend 10, 15, 20, 30, 40,000 dollars. This is basically called extortion when they give you and they and, and attorneys will say this. Well, you're just going to pay $40,000 to make this. This is a complicated case. It's not complicated or they'll call it a magistrate. Yes. And so um, they'll say something like, well, you're just going to pay 40 grand. Just let it go. Just let it go. And you'll be like, mm, I don't want to pay 40 grand. And so then you'll do the math and say, all right, sir, I'll take the 600 times 12 times 18, which adds up to $129,600. And a magistrate, a commissioner, a fake judge will actually get you to do this, which makes you understand that they don't represent you. They represent the child support agency. Because both of them get paid through Title 4D. And if you ever run up in the child support court, just ask them, is this a Title 4D court? And watch them start shuffling. And what they'll do is say, well, listen, this is in YouTube because they know you heard, heard some YouTube shit. Start asking them how they get paid and why are they using Title 4D? Is this a Title 4D case? Can this case be heard in a Title 3 court? Do I have a right to an attorney? Start asking them that bullshit. They start throwing you in and start trying to throw your ass in jail. <laughs> Somebody said mine was a referee. They call it a referee. These are fake fraudulent. Well, not a freight court, but it's called an administrative court, which is a kangaroo court. And so here you go. They put this to him. Would you rather spend $30,000 on an attorney or would you rather pay $130,000? Just pay. Just pay it. Be a good man. This is the scam that they're running on people. All right. And let me see what the results were. When I talked to the attorneys, they said the same thing as the judge. Okay. I swear to God. I tell you, this is, I've experienced both of these things. I've experienced attorneys that said, well, you know, just, you end up going to pay $30,000. Just, just let it go. Just let your kids go. <laughs> let your kids go. You'll never see them again. Just, just pay her child support. Just pay her $8,000 a month, or you'll just pay $40,000 and you'll get, maybe you'll get what you had previously. You're going, what? And so this is why women get away, but they get away with it says it was it was then that I realized I was being extorted by the state of Iowa for a child. Everyone agrees isn't mine. And the DNA says it's not mine. Here you got a story right here, guys. Uh, this is actually proof that these cases of uh, uh, child support are not authentic. They don't mean you're not a good guy. They don't mean you're a deadbeat, but you're going to be painted as a deadbeat, even if the kid is not yours. We showed you stories of men that have gone to jail. When it was a situation where they had a clerical error or the child wasn't the guy. There's a guy in Detroit had a famous, famous case. The child's not mine. I got a DNA test. I proved it. Well, the child thinks that you're the dad or you served as a dad or it was too late. You missed the you missed the window of opportunity to protest and provide a DNA test. The child is now nine. You have the first two years or if, if you if you miss it after two years. Eventually, we're just going to say the child is yours. Huh? This is crazy. This is crazy. So you guys got to watch out for these systems. And don't be afraid to tell these people about themselves. All right. Tell them about themselves in a respectful way. All right. You can tell them what they're doing to you. They've heard it all. And they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They know they're running a scam on the people. 
and uh, that this isn't about justice or keeping families together. They they name these places family court. They name these places family court, and they're everything but family. They're about everything but family. What they are is about to just extort your ass and keep your kids wards of the state, right? And everybody knows they're not your kids anyway. They're not your kids. Uh, the kids belong to the state from the beginning. As soon as you sign the birth certificate and they got a social security number, you got all excited. Oh my gosh, here's my kid. Where's the birth certificate? Let me sign. You sign her away right here. You sign your birth certificate. Oh my gosh, yes. Now there's now the state owns them. The state issue birth certificate. The state owns them now. They're, 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 you're the pay rentage. And then all of a sudden, guess what happens? Then you get the social security number. Now they have a federal ID, a numerical ID that now attaches them to the feds. And now the Fed owns them. They're their property of the state. And you're just going to serve as the parent. Shout out to Amon Osiris. And at that particular point, your legacy belongs to the these people. New, 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 new world order. That's your legacy. And they're going to let you borrow the kids and raise them and do all the things. But if you happen to break up, the state now gets to determine what happens to your kids. Not even when you break up, the state tells you what to do with your kids or their kids. He said, coach, they're not ready for this conversation. The state gets to tell you what you do with your kids. They basically say, all right, up until age four and a half or five, I want you to take my kids to this school right here, or you can decide to pay extra for this private school. And if you want to homeschool them, you're going to have to jump through a hell of a lot of hoops and hurdles to, to educate our kids. But We'll provide a free option for you right here. We'll steal from the taxpayers and then we'll provide a free option for you here to drop them off. And you'll use them as daycare and both of you guys will go off to your job and you'll say, my kids goes to this public school. All right. And you drop them off at the public school indoctrination camp. And Antifa and all of the rainbow teachers are there ready to go. High class, sit down. What's your name? Oh, what's your name? What's your name, Gregory? Okay, good. What are your pronouns? Huh? What? What? Try not to take your kids to school. Man, I ain't sending my kids to school. Hell with you. You're going to find out they be at your door. Truancy officer. What do you mean truancy officer? Your kids supposed to report to this school. Oh, no, they getting homeschooled. Did you fill out the proper paperwork? No, you can't homeschool your kid. Get this damn kid to school. Or we going to throw you in jail. <laughs> We throwing you in jail. You better put that damn kid in the school. Let your kid missed two weeks of school. You're going to hear from somebody. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, child Protective Services. Child Protective Services can actually determine what you do with your kids should you be in some dispute with the, the parentals. You know, the parentals are bump, bumping heads. Child, uh, child Protective Services can come in. And just be like, we'll take in our kids over here. We'll put them over here until we figure out what to do with you two crackheads. And they can legally do it. They can take your kids. And then obviously, then if you go through a broken home and you're going through the courts and your kid breaks a law, they steal a couple of snicker bars. Uh, eventually, the the juvenile system, the juvenile court system will get involved, all right? And so this is a hope that the mother has because the, the mother uses these courts as referees in their relationship because they're 
um, emotional and they don't want to negotiate many times. And so they'll use, they'll let your kid go through all the whole damn juvenile court system before they give custody over to you. And the juvenile court system then determines how you parent. If your kid can have a door on their room, a lock on their door, what you can and cannot say to them. So then you become a ward, your children become wards of the courts. And oftentimes women hand these children over to the state, right? They have no problem doing it just by virtue of her going to apply at a family court building. She has returned the child to the state. She's returned the the child to the state and she's abdicated her parentage and she's basically extorted you of your parentage. And she's given it to the hands of the state. So anyway, (laughs) I'm going in deep today. And I call it selling your kids out. She sells your kids out. For how much money? $129,000 over 18 years, maybe $60,000, maybe $2,000 a month. She'll sell your kids out and return them to the state and put them under the jurisdiction of the state, the family court, the juvenile court, the, the child support court, the family court. She'll do it. She'll do it. Yep, the marriage industrial complex. Now, these things, as I explain it, you normies don't know anything about this. All right, you're like, what? This isn't true. Oh, yes, you will. $400 for two years. Guys, many women and divorces, because women, when I say this, people are like, well, why are you just saying the women? Well, women file for divorce 80% of the time. College-educated women, 90% of the time. So it's on you. You're the ones bringing the cases. But many women have sold your kids out to the state For $300 a month, which amounts to $3,600 a year. I want you to think about that. I want you to think long and hard. There's a woman walking around. I put them on child support for $400 a month, which amounts to $4,800 a year tax-free. It's small. What are you going to do with $4,800? Now, some woman's walking around here. I got him. I got him. $4,800. And she gets to get social service benefits, right? So then she'll get WIC and EBT. She can't get WIC and EBT without the child support many times. All right, so it gets progressively worse for her. She gets attached to the government nipple. So she'll get the child support, and then she gets EBT, and then WIC, and then she gets all of these rent vouchers and and, and rental decrease income, and and what do they call it? Rental decrease and voucher. Then she gets those things as as a virtue of of selling her kids out to the state. All right, let's get into some contributions. He says they're losers, coach. Yeah, man, uh uh-huh. And they'll get free health insurance, free health care. You know, there's a lot attached to those child support payments. And many times she will say, um, she will she will say, well, I can't take you off of child support. Then she'll lose her rent voucher. She'll lose her WIC, her EBT. She'll lose these things. So that's why she can't take you off. So never be mad that she can't take you off. You have to understand why she doesn't take you off. She doesn't take you off because your kid doesn't, she's not, her, the kids are not going to get free pre-daycare. Pre, uh, Right where where she takes the kid to daycare before school starts because she wants to go to her job where she bags groceries. And so she'll put the kid in uh, 
before school and after uh, school daycare, and she'll get it subsidized. But she needs that child support order, right? She needs that child support order, or she doesn't qualify for these things. Rental assistance, yes, all of these things, housing vouchers, housing benefits, right? And she's just hustling the government and the taxpayers. So this is why she doesn't pull you off. Everybody understand that. <laughs> Everybody understand that. And this is why you can't, this is why they aggressively try to put you on the child support because then she's going, this could be a situation where she can gather $2,000 a month in benefits while she's collecting from you. All right, it's all a hustle. <laughs> Somebody said that Publix, the Piggly Wiggly. And she literally keeps custody that she passes on to after-school daycare, uh, preschool day, uh, preschool daycare, uh, a a convert a a um a legion of babysitters, meaning her mama, her the grandmother's gonna babysit, the neighbor's gonna babysit, the neighbor's gonna pick your kid up from school. That you can't even pick your kids up for school, but the next door neighbor can pick your kid up from school with permission from the mom. But you're non-custodial. You can't even pick up your damn kid. You can even go up to the kid. Hi, let's take the kid home. She called the police on you. But the neighbor can pick up the kid because she called up the school. Let Nancy pick up the kids. You're sitting there like, what the fuck? <laughs> you're like, what? And then the neighbor picks up the kids, feeds your kids a grilled cheese sandwich, have your kid running around, neighbors, the, 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 damn, the damn father touching on your kid. Your kid get a scraped knee, your kid getting bullied, and then the, the neighbor takes your kid to football practice. You go to football practice, happen to talk to your kid. The neighbor says, you can't talk to your kid. Mm. Man, I had that situation. I'm sitting there like, man, you can't tell me shit. That's my kid. I found out my kid was being babysat by a former neighbor because I moved, right? I left the house. I left them high and dry. So I left the house and said, screw you guys. So I left the house, and then I found out she was using a legion of babysitters. So I found out one night, like a Friday or Saturday night, she was out in these streets, the mom. In these streets. And I was, I think my son said, oh, we're over at ex so-and-so's house. And I was like, what? Oh, hell no. So I showed up at their house. They was looking at me like this, the parents, the neighbor. Because I used to live over there like three months prior. I knocked on the door. My kids in here, they was like, <laughs> they was looking at me like this. Come on in. Yeah, have a seat. I walked in. Hi, kids. They were like, Daddy, hey, what are you doing here? I, this is what I tell you, boy. I'm a, I'm a cold dude. <laughs> I'm a cold dude when it comes to this. They were sitting there uncomfortable. How's it going? And how you been? And uh-huh. They called her up. Hey, baby daddy here. He can't be there. She literally said that. He can't be there. We didn't have a custody agreement or anything. My baby mom said, he can't be there. In what world? <laughs> in what world can I not be there? It's a neutral place that my kids are at. You're not with them. I am. And the kids will say that. You're not supposed to be here, Dad. <laughs> what are you doing here? You ain't supposed to be here. And I said, this is how I play the game. I play this game for keeps. I play this game for keeps. He said the petty king. And I, and, I, and I do these things to show I can do whatever the hell I want. Right? So anyway, man, this is how things work. 
That's how I do it. That's how I do it. I was like, oh, I'm going to show up and I'm going to hang out. They didn't kick me out. <laughs> I stayed in there and chilled like this. Mm-hmm. They was just looking at my ass like, when is motherfucker, when he going to leave? I was like, I don't got to leave. These are my kids. <laughs> these are my kids. I can stay as long as these kids are here. They was like, shit. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's crazy, bro. Anyway, hey, man, don't mess with me. Remember, I always told people don't mess with me because Petty King will show up. I will get Petty on your ass just to prove a point. Because sometimes I let a lot of stuff go, but sometimes people poke and prod me, and I'm like, oh, we about to get Petty. Oh, we want to be Petty? Okay, I'm in. <laughs> I'm like, if I have the time, if I actually think it's worthwhile, I will get Petty on your ass for real. And you will literally be like, okay, why did I even start with this fool? And more than likely, if I'm petty, know that I'm right. All right? Know that I know that I'm right. What, what I'm doing is not wrong. Right? If I know I'm wrong, I'll be quiet. I'll be like this. <laughs> if I know I'm wrong, I won't say nothing. I won't fight. If I know I'm right and you're petty with me, I'm about to go petty. Richard Petty on your ass. And I will drag your ass. All right. With the pettiness from 10,000 Thors. All right. Shout out to who was used to say that solo. It's going to be pettiness on the level you ain't never seen it. <laughs> anyway, uh, where are we at here? Shout out to Elijah Bryant. He says, what did he say? New, 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 new world. Oh, order. yeah. Brian Horsley in the building. Shout out to you again and again, man. Oh, yeah. Who we got? Tom Greer says, we at Greer install is not responsible. Uh, It cut off here. I can't see it. All right. Uh, let's see here. Shout out to Big Buck. He says, they were Vikings, coach. Let me see. When did you say that? That was at 538. Oh, shit. That was a long time ago. Oh, you mean the barbarians? Yeah, the barbarians and the Vikings and whatnot. I think that's what you were referring to. Let me check Venmo just to see if anybody did anything over there. Let's see here. Uh, shout out to my friends overcharge me. I enjoyed the long knowledge shows. And when we are just kicking it too. Yeah, these are just kicking it. He says, but I respect the decision to shorten the show durations you sit a long time and i'm glad and i'm sure you have other ventures to attend to shun peace to the gods of the universe the red black and the green shun sissies yeah my back is a little bit by the end of the week but i'm also actually I have a videographer we're going to do more vlogs professionally on the new channel and we're also i'm actually planning on doing more videos on the coach greg adams channel so i'm trying to get back into the groove of things august 1st was my attack day my attack day for just attacking everything was August 1st. And so we passed that. We're two days in, and I'm already got things with the ball rolling on things. So I'm really going to put some more short form videos on Coach Greg Adams, get the new channel going, and try to get it monetized. I'm sitting there qualified for monetize, monetization now, but I'm trying to really do it controlled. All right. So if you do want to see short form videos and vlogs, go to the Notorious CGA channel and uh, help with the monetization, get the numbers up. I'm just playing and manipulating and wanting to do it right. And so 
this requires me to probably shorten the show so I can get fit all of that stuff in. Plus, the junior college is Liddy. <laughs> all right. Tell me what you want to see on the vlog channel. Shout out to Derek Williams. He says, I once had a girl get emotional and start crying mid-stroke. I asked, was she okay? And she said, yes. Like an idiot, I continued until I roared. Wow. He says, that was 10 years ago. Hope she didn't come, doesn't come back with the grape charge. Guys, women will not be truthful and assert themselves during sexual acts or doing acts where they are danger, where they're, where they're, they like, their physical danger is at risk. So a lot of women, when you impose, like you might be an imposing figure, you might be intimidating. Some women are intimidated by men with bald heads and beards. Some women are intimidated by men who are muscular or big size. So they might say they're cool with it. Yeah, I'm cool. Don't worry about it. What You're crying. You're, you're lucky. Don't worry about it. But they're not going to say, man, stop it and start kicking and screaming. Data actually shows if you do research on sexual crimes, SVU unit, women oftentimes are paralyzed and they, can't, they don't act out during assaults, sexual assaults, okay? So she might just lay there or she might cry or get emotional or she might be non-passionate. Now, these are never happened to me, just so you know. I've actually just done the research on this and actually had a girl, a woman, say that she was raped by a manager or a one of her bosses, and she came over that night and slept with me, right? And she didn't give me no indication that, um, because I asked her, I said, well, what did you do? Did you kick, scream? Did you claw his eye out? Did you grab his salami? Did you bite it? Did you kick him in the nuts? No, they just lay there and let it happen many times. They, and they'll say, I was paralyzed. I, I didn't know what to do. And I was in shock. And you out there stroking it. <laughs> stroke, 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 stroke. Now, this is the whole problem here because you're going to go in and you're going to look at the woman like uh, who did the Mike Tyson. Sorry, there's the shun again, shun. And they don't call the cops. No, they don't call the cops. They don't go to the doctor, nothing. Because they go into the, uh, no one's going to believe me. Um, they'll, they'll say, uh, it's his word against mine. I didn't fight back. I don't want to lose my job. I don't want to lose my reputation, blah, blah, blah. I'm telling you, it's a weird thing. Look at this thing here. What is this? <laughs> we'll have to wait for the sun. So you guys got to make sure you understand what's what it gets a little murky. So then two decades later, looks like I've been smoking two de two, two decades later. They're going to come out and say, well, this was an assault. It was a grape. I didn't feel good about it. I was thinking about it. You ever hear women to be like, oh, I waited 10 years. And now that I think about it, it was a grape. The sun is shining on me. Actually, anybody that wants to be a contender and actually try to take me out, just know that God's on my side. And it's demonstrated in many ways, even though I am on the dark side. God is on my side. All right, you can't defeat me. I am protected by the blood of the lamb. And I've been redeemed. I've been redeemed by the blood of the lamb. I'm protected by the coat and the protection of the Lord Jesus himself. All right, so you cannot, hey, uh, all weapons formed against me shall perish. <laughs> Whatever it's called. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. That's what it is. 
No weapon formed against me shall prosper. That includes you. Shout out to you guys. I am delivered. <laughs> All right. Anyway, man. Hey, we just messing around. Don't be mad. You'll be like, get to the story. Don't be bad. You just chilling. If you don't want to watch the show, I didn't beg you to be here. You clicked on my face. All right. Oh, uh, man. We got a couple of people over here. Let me do a couple of cash apps and then get back to the show. All right. Shout out to Adrian Del Rio. He says, Cerveza on me and tortillas make you indestructible. Yes, indeed. Cervezas do, man. They give you that protection, man. And them tortillas. Shout out to them ladies that be making them tortillas. I love me a little gordita chick. I mean, how could you not? You know what I mean? She'd be like five foot one. <laughs> little small, little chica. She'd just be about her business. You know what I mean? You hire her, she'd be behind that little street taco cart. You'd be like, look at this little lady. And her skin be nice, but, you know, the gun be like that. That The Lord was on me for about a hot minute, man. She, the Lord protected me in my pettiness. But that lady be behind them making those street tacos. You'd be like, she's just a nice little old lady. <laughs> You'd be like, boy, I would marry that woman. And she got eight kids hanging on her. They'd be like, mommy, mamacita, mamacita. And she'd just be frying up that meat. Where's she at? Then you get her home and you'd be like, oh, Lord. Hey, the Lord was shining on me. I'm telling you, man, don't mess with me. All right, let me stop messing around here. <laughs> Purple Haze is in the building. CGA, you need, a, you need a comedy hour. Hashtag winners stay up. Yes, winners stay up, man. Hey, don't mess around. Thank you, man. Jeremiah Franz is in the building. Good to see you, brother, in Columbus, Ohio. Long time. Keep it up. The plumber from Columbus. Jonathan Ellison says, how come men can't remove consent after the fact? That's an interesting conversation that I would love to have with women. I actually have challenged women on this thought that men can and often are sexually assaulted. Right? Men are sexually assaulted on the regular, meaning a man will have sex with you. He didn't consent. He might not have intended to want to have sex. Many times a woman will press themselves on him to have sex and say, what kind of man are you? And then he'll just do it. You know, once you've got the once you've got the salami hard, all bets are off. He's he's not in control anymore. And he'll just go ahead and do it and he'll be disappointed about it and he'll won't want to go further. And then she'll say. She'll say, you know, uh, or he'll say, you know, I really didn't want to do it or something like that or. And he only did it because he pressed her. She pressed him and challenged his manhood. And so, so all right, I'll do it. There's actually a movie about this called Disclosure. There's a scene in it in Disclosure, which I just described. All right, so some people are like this. Hey, this doesn't happen. No, there's a scene in Disclosure that shows this. The, the woman boss challenged his masculinity and was rubbing on him and progressing with him. He was like, no, 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 I'm married. No, I don't want to do this. this. Isn't the right. And so he literally was saying no. He said no several times. And she was like, what's wrong with you? How come you don't want this? You mean you don't want this thing in peace leave? And he was like, all right, you want this? And then he pushed her face in the pillow, and then he pulled her back out on the desk. Now, in that scenario, he she graped him. She assaulted him. Because if the situation was reversed, definitely the man, it would be, oh, it's clear that was a grape. It's clear. But when you flip it, they're like, well, now, well, he was aroused. 
hey, ladies, just because a man is aroused does not mean that he wants to have sex with you. I know that's a tough one. I know it's a little bit. I know people can't talk about this. But just because a man's aroused, and I'm going to prove it. I'm going to prove it. If you will. All right, because a woman can get a man aroused because arousal is not under his control. I know people are mad as hell, but I'm here to challenge your thoughts. Just like our man, Dane Calloway, I'm here to make you think. Is a man in control of when he's aroused? Think about it. Think about that. Well, arousal is an autonomic response to a stimulus. A man can't turn the arousal off. Neither probably can women. But women can consent and stop and say, I'm not aroused. That we would never know unless you put your hand down there. But arousal, the sexual response or the response to a sexual stimulus is a non-controllable situation for him. It's autonomic. Now, he might be in a situation where he's he, a woman shows up and it's exactly what he wants. But the stimulus is her. If she's pressing up on him and say, just come on, give it to me. He's not in control of that. And she might say, hey, well, look, I can see you're aroused. And he had no control over that. He could not tell himself to not be aroused anymore. It's going to be there as long as the stimulus is there. So this is, yeah, man, if you really wanted to press this thing, we could press it. But of course, nobody wants to care about men, right? Oh, it's tough. Y'all don't want to deal with this, do you? Y'all don't want to deal with this. All right, shout out to Karen Cooper. She says, I'm a black 50-year-old divorced mother of three, and I love you. Shout out to you. And that's you. She trying to marry your brother. I see you over there. All right. She's a divorced married three and uh, a divorced mother of three. And she loves me. Shout out to you. Appreciate you for being here. Ten toe up gang member in the building. Shout out to the lady here. All right. Last one. Uh, Gil says sanitary error, uh, sanitary error. We smoked in fast food restaurants. No problem. Yeah. Yeah, we smoked. That's what we used to do. We were barbarians back in the day. And she's trying to stimulate. She's trying to stimulate me right now. All right, let's talk about the good women here. Uh, we're going to combine the stories because Lolo Jones is at it again. And I'm going to tell the ladies why a good, being a good woman is not enough. A lot of women will come over here and say, you're talking about the straggle daggles. You're talking about the skeezers. You're talking about the 304s. What about us good women? And I say, I say very positive things about good women all the time. We're not going to sell it today. But a lot of women will virtue signal. They'll come out and say, coach, I'm nothing like this. These aren't respectable women. I'm a respectable woman. Okay. Oh, I didn't mean to share that, but that wasn't feed pictures. Don't worry about it. Don't rewind the stream. And um, what I'm telling you is a lot of women will operate in a spectrum and then come back to a good woman status, or she might grow up as a good woman in a small area. And she was like, well, I'm one of the good ones. You don't have to worry about me. Well, this is a trap, guys. This is a trap. Because what the good woman does not acknowledge is that even though you're a good woman, doesn't mean hypergamy doesn't play an issue or doesn't play a part in what could potentially be the downfall of our relationship. Many good women do present themselves in family court with, legit, with legitimate issues. Doesn't mean that she's not a good woman. 
but she just ended up there because these things were available to us. So she could say, I'm a good woman and I would never do that. Can you ever trust that? I would tell you, you'd be an idiot to trust that. You'd be a flat out idiot to trust a woman that says, I'm a good woman. I can't believe these women will listen to stories that I tell and say, I can't believe a woman would do that. I see this all the time. Okay. Because I mess with women in a, in a younger age range. And what they'll say is, I'll tell them a story or they'll hear a story or they'll share an Instagram post. And she'll be like, I really cannot believe a woman would not have sex with her husband. They'll say, it doesn't make sense that the woman's not having sex tonight. What's wrong with him? I would never not have sex with him. You know, good and damn well, sure enough, if you married her and you start having intercourse with her or you trying to initiate with her and you were married to her for over six years she'd be like this are you serious i i i had a chili dog for lunch okay yeah but it's 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 undefeated it's going to happen it's going to happen all right or she'll say things like um uh this is a big trick and i actually saw a, a person on a youtube video on uh, not a youtube uh, um it was a video on instagram in which uh, it was a woman's video. She walked, it was a woman, and you know, it was a setup, it was a skit. She put her phone set up, and she she was leaning over the counter, and she had on short shorts. I see that, I see they're messing with my stream. New, 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 new world order. She had short booty shorts, and so what happened was, the boyfriend walked by her, and he didn't smack her on the butt. I'm gonna tell you a story. He did not smack her on the butt when he walked by, and she looked disappointed. And then she was like, this is me if my boyfriend doesn't smack me on the butt as he walks by. And she intentionally put it out there. And then she ends up on the couch crying. Oh, what's wrong with this? Okay, now, what typically is going to happen is at some point, you're going to smack her on the butt. And she's going to say, why are you treating me like a piece of meat? Right? Why are you treating me like a piece of meat? Don't touch me without my consent. Now, I know of many women in relationships that do that. I know it sounds weird. I know people who never cohabitated and had a long-term girlfriend that have that. But there are women who do that to their partners. I mean, you're always touching on me. You're always smacking on me. You're treating me like a piece of meat. You can't just be grabbing on me like that. But then when you don't do it, what's wrong with him? Right? It's crazy. And this is what happens when you bring an agent of chaos into your home. This is what happens when you bring the good woman into the house. And then all of a sudden, yeah, she's going to start playing these little Mickey Mouse games with you. It's my body and you're treating it like it's your body. And it's really not your body. It's my body. I know we're married, but that doesn't mean you can be touching on me. You're like, what? <laughs> you thought. You were going to cohabitate with her and be able to grab her titty whenever you wanted to. Nope. Because this good woman could turn this type of game into, and then now she's a bad woman to you. You're like, man, what did I do? What, what type of situation did I marry? What did I get into? All of a sudden, now she's a bad woman. And you're at work talking about, damn, I slapped her on the booty, man, today. And I grabbed her booty and I palmed it. And she up there going nuts. Yeah, reindeer games. Now she's playing reindeer games on you. are like, man, what's going on? And she ain't giving me sex like that. And she always got, she always got diarrhea. Yeah, coochie games. She got diarrhea. She always on her period. When I dated her, I never knew her to ever have a period. She was always, I ain't never seen her have a period. I ain't never seen her sick. All of a sudden, she's sick. All of a sudden, these are the good, see, these are the things that happen to good women. And then 
what they don't understand is men. This is for the ladies. Men don't sound the alarm when these things happen, because we know that if we sound the alarm on this one, we're going to get bite back. We're going to get attitude and or we will lose the woman. So many men only have one a chance at one woman and he's got her and he's got one itis. So he doesn't want to piss her off. So eventually you'll get the straw that breaks the camel's back and he'll explode. What the hell is this? After about five or 10 months of just being just gaslit, emotionally abused. All right. And he'll blow up and she'll be like this. Why are you so angry? Why are you yelling at me? I mean, <laughs> well, why are you doing this to me? And why this? And she's like, why are you attacking me? I feel attacked. Well, because many times men don't sound the alarm early enough. And then it's only until we're fed up that you just go ahead. That's the, that's it, woman. And she's like, oh. <laughs> what? what is it? I mean. It's just a little, you know, you you blow up over, you know, something small. You blow up over something small. Can you put your napkin in your lap? I'm tired of you telling me to put my napkin in my lap. That's it, woman. That's the last straw. It's just a napkin. She's at work. I told him to put his napkin in his lap. And he blew up on me. You cannot believe this. He's an abusive individual. I mean, it's just a napkin. Now the co-workers looking at you. How dare you abuse this good woman over a napkin? You're pathetic. And you're like, well, it wasn't just a napkin. Well, what else was it? And you're trying to recall because you can't think now you got put on the spot. Well, it's uh, uh, th- th- then there was a time where there was a mosquito in the room. And then there was that one time everything's going to sound petty as hell. And there was the one time that she took the straw out of the, out of the juice and she splashed it on me. And then there was that one time she made a TikTok video without my consent and she posted it. And then there was that other time. You don't sound like a lunatic. <laughs> you don't sound like a lunatic. I mean, those things are really small. I mean, are you really this uh, despicable of a guy? Right. And so it's death by a thousand cuts, as outcasts are saying. So you get a thousand cuts and you're bleeding now. But people expect to see a stab wound, and you never see stab wound from good women. Good women cut you a thousand times, and you just get tired of it. Yeah, no more paper cuts. So this is the plight of a good woman. She thinks she's good. She doesn't realize where she's making mistakes. She's making a dozen mistakes. She never gets called out on her mistakes because the guy wants to keep her around because she's a good woman. And then when the guy finally can't take it no more, he blows up and then she figures, oh my God, this is ridiculous, right? This is what happens. Um, also at stake of being a good woman is the bait and switch. All right, so the bait and switch is at stake. So uh, at any particular point, she can pull the rug. So you said she was a good woman. You were with her for eight, 10, 15 years. All of a sudden she says, well, I don't want to do that no more. I want to find myself. I actually lost myself in a relationship with you. I'm tired of being a mom. I want to go back to work. I don't want to work anymore. All right. I'm a feminist now. You fix your own plate. You make your own dinners. You wash your own laundry. I'm t- I'm sick of picking up your socks and your belts. I'm t- I'm. She bakes and switch you. She changes the rules right there mid-game. And you're like, what the hell is this woman? No, I'm not going to do this. You stand up for yourself. You hold masculine frame. 
And then she calls you an abuser or a yeller or controlling and secure or whatever. She, you know what I mean? These things are labels that get put on you or in your life. Well, that's not what we agreed to. She comes in, she chops her hair off. She had long, long hair. Now she has short hair and you're like, she gets a nose ring. She gets a tattoo. She wants to go to girls' nights out. I mean, these are all things that just show you that they can change their mind. And then it, you got to go along with it. Just like consent. We talked about the consent. Well, I changed my mind. You were stroking me. It felt good. But the fourth stroke, I got some clarity. I'm shutting down. Same thing in a marriage. Hey, we agreed to this, but now I'm not going to be that anymore. And she resents you. Before she hates you, she resents you. Right? One of the things that good women do, and I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt, is that she starts to resent you. Okay? But when she resents you, she doesn't hate you yet. She doesn't file for divorce yet. She doesn't try to correct you. You just are annoying to her. Right? And so what will happen is she'll start to maybe voice this. I mean, do you have to chew like that? Right? Stuff like that. I mean, you're snoring. Oh, it's just despicable. Do you have to stir that coffee like that? <laughs> right? It's going to be resent after resent after resent. Why are you wearing those clothes? Why do you need a new lawnmower? This is so goofy, right? And so she'll start to resent you and the bait and switch shows on. And sometimes he says, I think you should move on. And then she starts to be an annoying or you're annoying to her. And then they start being nitpicky and naggy. Well, she really is done with you, but she needs you still. So she will still ride it out until you pull the plug on it. And then she can play the victim. So the good woman is still capable of this, no matter if she's a good woman or not. So the issue is that when we explain these things, we're not talking about straggle daggles versus good women. We're not telling you to watch out for the straggle daggles and find good women. We're saying good women are fully capable of doing these things that we talk about. It's not just the bad women. It's what you would say. All women, AWOLT, they're all capable of doing these things. The good woman on the dating, we'll talk about dating. Good woman on the dating is capable of doing the old flake and switch. So a lot of good women are saying, I'm a good woman. I'm fully dateable. I want to go out with men. I want a relationship, but he better have X, Y, and Z. She'll schedule with you. She'll schedule with you. You'll confirm the night before. You'll confirm the morning of, and then all of a sudden it'll get quiet. Right leading up to the date. You'll send them a text. Hey, I'm getting ready. I'm going to jump in the shower. We're meeting here, 7.30. Um, I'll see you soon. You jump in the shower. You get out. You look at your phone. Shit. She didn't respond back. Right? She didn't respond back. What the hell? These are good women that do this. And this is what they do. Okay? Right before your ass was about to leave or about to meet, Ah, oh, damn, I just woke up. Oh, I passed out after work. I took a nap. Something came up. Sorry, um, can we reschedule? What, what do you mean reschedule? <laughs> we were meeting at this time. Now, you guys got to have a hard rule on this one. My hard rule is an automatic no. Unless I didn't rearrange their insides previously. If this is the first time I'm meeting her, it's an automatic no. Now, what they think is the good woman thinks this. 
This is what the good woman thinks. The good woman assumes you have nothing else going on in your life. Nothing else important. You're not that important to her yet. So if there happens to be something else that comes up or she treats you like, well, you're so low to meet me on a dating app and schedule with me. Obviously, you didn't have shit going on with yourself anyway. They assume you had nothing else and no other option. No other woman that you could have called over. No other girl. They assume you're talking to nobody else. They assume you got zero going on. That you could just sit here, get dressed, put your damn cologne on, and then just, eh, okay, I'll just sit at home with my hand down my pants. And I will schedule at your convenience with short-term notice. If you're lucky, sometimes they just all out flake, no, no call, no show. Sometimes they'll just say, eh, well, we'll just get together another time. Hell with you and your schedule. And you're like, bitch, are you, what are you smoking? I could have had another person in here, but what's happening is a lot of good women assume that you date like them. And now we're not dumb, ladies. I know what happened. <laughs> I know what happened. A better option came up. Or you thought I had nothing going on, that I was just a goofy ass simp, that I would just say, oh, yeah, you know what? You're right. Thanks for giving me such short term notice. How about we just schedule at something at your convenience so you can flake on me again? We know what happened. Better option showed up. Or you caught your period. Or you realized you was about to get them cheeks clapped and it was out of your control. All right. And you were like, let me pull back. Or you just a lazy son of a bitch. All right. Any one of those options showed up and you thought the dude had nothing going on. The good woman always thinks you had nothing going on. The reason why is that's because you set up a date with her. And that's you. You didn't tell her to just slide on over. If you would have told her to slide on over, she would have known, okay, this dude ain't playing. But your dumb ass scheduled a dinner date with her. And she said, you're one of these sucker ass dudes. And that's you. So since you're a sucker ass dude, I'm going to treat you like a sucker ass dude. You only talking to me. I can assume that. That's why you're trying to give me the royal treatment and the red carpet. So I can flake on your ass. And if you really schedule with a flaking ass woman like this, you lost all leverage. You've lost all leverage, gentlemen. There's no coming back from this. You just a sucker ninja from here on out. You'll never have any authority over her. You never have any control. She'll never respect you. You're done. If you allow this one, what you should say is, and do not react emotional. Best of luck. That's all. Don't block. Don't delete. Don't do nothing. Best of luck. And then let her ass be left on red with every single dumbass response that she's going to come up with. I mean, what do you mean? I mean, things happen. Things come up. Dogs die. Grannies die all the time. I mean, I just wasn't feeling it tonight. I mean, we could just, what's the problem? Just let her ass talk, 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 talk. She'll be talking to your ass for weeks. She'll be talking to your ass for weeks. She'll be sitting up there. I mean, and then it'll be the whole sob story. I mean, I'm sorry, actually, if I actually made you feel bad. Or if you feel bad. Sorry if you feel bad about this situation. It was beyond my control. But I do want to get in here, and I really do want to meet you. What happened? The dude that she rescheduled with clapped her damn cheeks and then dissed her. So two weeks later, she's sitting around here going, which one of these goofy-ass dudes did I can I get? to get some attention from do not reschedule with them it's an automatic decline best of luck same thing as the hey stranger right the hey stranger thing she comes back after a couple of weeks 
she she might have flaked on you or she might have rescheduled on you or she might have not been that aggressive with you. In the background was another guy. She went to pursue that guy. It fell apart. And now it's, hey, stranger season. Hey, how you doing? Remember me? Are you still interested? This is good women tactics. This isn't 304 tactics. The good women do these things. And so when we're talking about these things, everybody is just assuming the straggle daggles do this. Straggle daggles don't do stuff like this. Straggle daggles just let you come over there, stroke it raw, and then take your ass to child support court. The good woman does this bullshit. Hypergamy, bait and switch, flake and, flake and switch, reschedule, treat you with like uh, disrespect. They complain about you when you move in with them, touching on them. These are all good women things. This isn't, this isn't bad women things. Let me do this here. So people get it. I'm just don't, I just want to make it clear. When we're talking about relationship dynamics, it's not just the evil woman we're talking about. We're talking about the so-called good women who do death by a thousand cuts. All right. And then play the victim when you call them out on their bullshit and they never, they just act like they're delusional about things. Well, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? It's not always, it's not never. All right. These things. Yeah, the sheet testing. All right, Lolo Jones. This is an example of a good woman. She claims to be a virgin. Listen to this woman. She's at it again. I've done several videos on her. She's a track star. Everybody knows her as the, the uh, sympathetic mulatto. She's always the victim. She's all the, always the mulatto victim. She has uh, mulatto derangement syndrome. Unfortunately, mixed kids that grew up in the 80s or 90s grew up really insecure about their mulattoism. And uh, they're always an overwhelming victim. Uh, the black people don't like me. The white people don't like me. She's she's got pretty girl guilt. <laughs> she's got pretty girl guilt. She's got she got good hair guilt, right? And uh, she's overly you know controlling the narrative all the time. She's super duper controlling. These are the same individual sport athletes. Always the same. They're they're lunatics. All right. And so uh, swimmers, track stars. Um, who's another individual talk golf, tennis. These people are crazy. All right. These people are on another level. Crazy. All right. Team sport athletes tend to be a little bit more with it, but never date an individual sport athlete, especially track and field or swimming. All right. These people are good and tennis and tennis. They're, they're crazy. All right. Let's play a little bit of our footage. It says right here, I'm about to be 40. Hold up. I'm about to be 40. Is it too late to freeze my eggs? Oh, man. So this woman claims to be a virgin, which I will probably say no. I really want a family. I've waited for my husband for so many years, and I'm just getting mad, and I'm about to turn 40. There's a lot of stress on me right now. I know it's all you've got to change. Of course she got the recorded. She got the recorded, edited, put music on it. Man, I've always said that this woman is a weirdo. Uh, she gives me weirdo vibes. She gives me creepy vibes. The man that marries this woman, and this is all just the man that marries this woman. The man that marries this woman will be an idiot. <laughs> she will. That dude will be making the worst decision of his life. Okay, she's a drama queen. Somebody says DCMA. What does that mean? 
So let's go ahead and continue this. Just be strong. I gotta turn the volume down. I'm gonna get a copyright on this. Shit. They ain't got no volume control on this. Where's the volume? Hold on for a second. Let me see if I do that. Nope, that, that didn't work. Hold on for a second. All right. Can y'all hear me? I had to turn the volume down. Uh, it says right here, my doctor, they didn't name a name. She dropping names. Can y'all still hear me? I had to turn the volume down. The volume. <laughs> mm. This is a tip. This right here is the, okay, we can still hear. Thank you. This is the simp wolf whistle of the simp wolf whistles. This is the, this is these, this woman is a virtue signaling like crazy. Doctor this and this, and we had a meeting ovarian cyst. Oh man, she tried to, oh my God. What is she saying? Oh, now I got to turn it up. Shit. Hold up for a second. I can't rewind the video or nothing. Oh, my good Lord, have mercy. Wow. Wow. Are we really doing this? Are we really doing this on TikTok? Are we doing this? Who's marrying this, bro? Who marrying this girl? This girl's going to be alone for a long time, bro. <laughs> it's a lost call. Now she's the first shot of many, bro. Oh, my goodness. Game over. And let me tell you, a red flag, uh, if any woman you meet does this as a means to, you know, uh, get attention, like, uh, you know, I'm a social media person, so I have to do certain things that women might find uncomfortable if they were in a relationship with me. I would never be with a woman like this or procreate with her. She's doing too much. <laughs> oh, now it's drama. I will have to do multiple shots 11 days in a row. Again, virtual signal. She's trying to simp wolf whistle. She's gaining sympathy. She's the victim. Uh huh. I'm gonna keep the volume down on this one. IVF to be continued. Wow, wow, man, that was brutal. Let's read the story and then we'll do the rest of the chats for the evening. Lolo Jones, 39, tearfully shares why she decided to start the IVF process. It's 39, bruh. Everybody knows you got to start this before 30, right at 30. I know the miracles of modern science and whatnot. They're, they'll tell you that 39 might not be the right time. I'm running out of time to start a family. Lolo Jones is preparing her body for IVF. And these treatments can be very significant. So if you do marry an older woman who's never had a child, this is going to be a significant uh, uh, cost. The Olympic hurdler and bobsledder, age 39, took the Instagram on Wednesday to share that she's beginning the egg retrieval process in hopes of being able to have the child through in vitro fertilization, IVF. In a video she posted on the process, she tearfully explained how she wanted a family. <sighs> What happened? Where did all the men go? 
why don't they slap her in the face with some truth here? It says right here, but has spent years waiting for a husband to begin that journey. Oh, man. Now that she's turning 40 in August 5th, on August 5th, that's in a couple of days. Jones said she take, she's taking the process into her own hands and beginning the first steps of the in vitro fertilization process, which includes freezing her eggs. That includes giving herself routine hormone injections and going to the doctor's appointments to make sure she can proceed. Quote, terrified, 15 days before I turned 40. She wrote in an Instagram caption, nothing has scared me more than feeling like I'm running out of time just to have a family. Like, you didn't know this was coming? I originally wanted to freeze my eggs when I was in my early 30s. I just kept thinking I will meet my husband and things will all work out. Well, here I am 10 years later, and it hasn't. Are you shocked? This is the worst relationship marketplace in the history of relationships. In order to quell her anxiety about having kids, she started the process with frame. I'm not giving them. The Celebrity Big Brother contestant learned that she had great egg reserves. She has great genetics. And that she can start freezing the egg process. Mm-hmm. I want to encourage women. Here it is now. She's going to virtue signal. And she's going to get all the women involved. I want to encourage women to check into this earlier. Oh, interesting. Not every woman is the same. You could be a 35-year-old and have the egg count of someone who is 25, the hope strategy. And you could be a 25-year-old and already losing your eggs at a high rate. All right, so she's using the exception to the rule, right? You could be, you can be, odds are you won't be. And she continued, if you know you want to start a family, but just can't do it now, because what? So I could focus on my career. Maybe for career reasons, or you don't have a husband, uh, don't have, have a husband looking to freeze in your eggs. Jones received much praise for her candor. You go, girl. You're so right. Again, this is, this is of course, women lying to her because they don't want to make her feel bad. One follower, one follower, one follower wrote, you're not alone. I'm through the same process at age 39. Many blessings to you on your journey. Thank you for sharing. Now, of course, if we tell these people they're delusional, they start coming after us. They be like, how dare you? They start coming after us. We're like, uh, nah. Or if I say you're 39 and you want to have kids. Nope. Obviously, she probably wants to be the man somewhat. A slightly older than her, 42. Odds are he's already been divorced. Odds are if he's at that point, he doesn't want to have kids. If he does want to have kids, he doesn't want to have kids with a 39-year-old. This is probably the odds she's against. And the proof is in the pudding. She's still single. Don't say, well, there's a one guy out there. No, 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 no. The reality is reality. Another one added, so proud of you, Lolo. You are speaking for so many women. Yes, they are, because there's so many women that fell for this trick. Thank you for being vulnerable and not being silent about this. We all love you so much and praying with uh, with you. It takes so much strength to be transparent about this. Let's just go ahead and see if we can go to the year 2030 and see how this worked out for her. Cheers. You going to have some? Okay. Tuck in. Eat. Yeah, it didn't look like it worked out. By the way, I'm in the year 2030, if you're just joining me. Didn't work out. 
This is just a future prognostication by Coach Stradamus. It says, Jones is not the only star to open up about deciding the freezer eggs. You mean freezer eggs this late? It says, Mary Fitzgerald of Selling Sunset recently shared that she and her husband were starting the process in order to have children. Women, ladies, freeze your eggs when you're young. Oh, at least she came up with that one. Fitzgerald shared in her June Instagram post. Unfortunately, this is the part of being over 40. It's unfortunate. Like, how did y'all not know? You know what I mean? Like, this is the problem, guys. This is the problem I'm having. We knew we would be here. Like, we knew that this was coming. You knew that this was coming, and you were in denial, and you listened to everybody. You don't listen to the coach, Greg Adams. He's just bitter and hurt. Him a misogynist. Him got a divorce and him hurt. Him hate women and him hate older women and him a metaphile. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is part of being over 40. It's unfortunate, but if this is a learning lesson for any of us out there, you are, wait, and you're focusing on your career. So I could focus on my career. They literally put this in here. This can't be real. And haven't met the right guy yet, freeze your eggs. So I could focus on my career. Oh, there she is right there. Especially, bro, if she's if she's a white woman or they got any white genetics, give it up. Mm. I mean, that's just in general. All right. I'll have to put up statistical proof on this one. If they have any European descent and they're trying late-term pregnancy, she better be thicker than a snicker. She better have hips wide enough to push out 10 kids. All right. If she's a skinny little old white woman, surrogacy. Surrogacy. They do not do well. They do not do well pressing. They got a very strict timeline. This is in general. They have a very strict timeline on when they can shove out kids. All right. And it's short with them. It's short. This is just their genetics. Now, if it was a Latina woman, If it was a woman from Mexico and she rolled up on you and she was like, I'm 39, poppy, no condom, poppy. Do not bust up in that woman. Matter of fact, don't even look at her. Don't even look at that woman. If you look at her, she'd be coming like, poppy, it's yours. You'd be like, baby, we didn't do nothing. Yes, yeah, see, poppy, see, poppy, esta tu bueno. <laughs> poppy, it's yours, poppy. You just look at the woman. You're like, damn, I didn't even touch you. I didn't even get to look at them soggy titties yet. <laughs> Papi, mucho gusto. Mucho bueno, muchos gracias, and buenos dias. S2, you. Papi, to you. Yo, yo esta bueno, como esta? <laughs> They're like, yo, what the, what the, what? Muchos gracias. What the hell? I didn't even do nothing to you, woman. Last time I saw you, you was cooking up street tacos, and now you pregnant by me. Mm. <laughs> right, <anyway. laughs> Shout out for my impromptu Spanish here. Esta bueno muchos gustos. Mucho dineros que onda que hora es. No bueno, no comprendo como esta muy bien y tú. Tienes tu el libro. Anyway, <laughs> all right. 
Tu madre caro de pero. All right. Anyway, shout out to <laughs> tu padre necesito child support though on your ass. All right. So let's hear this woman real quick. All right. We just messing around. I know you all want to leave the show now, but we just messing around. We're about to close up the show. He says, Senor Negro, Senor Negrito, como esta? Put the bun in the oven. Hey, Mr. George. Hey, Mr. George. All right. Anyway. All right. Let me stop. All right, man. Wow. What a world. Hey guys, so got some bad news this morning. We've been going through the embryo freezing process. We got 15 eggs from the retrieval. 10 of them were mature enough to try to fertilize. Only seven actually made it um, being fertilized. Um, out of that seven, only three um, took the fertilization and continued to grow um, to a state where we sent it to the uh, geneticist and I just got the news back that. Okay, imagine meeting this Kaylee and think you won the lottery. All right, uh, this is Kaylee's are expensive, guys. I don't know if you guys know, Kaylee's are expensive, especially in older Kaylee. All right, they bodies be breaking down. They be having osteoporosis. All right, they knuckles be getting all swollen. They have a, uh, they be having osteoporosis and uh, arthritis, arthritis. Kaylee's are expensive. If you're going to go Kaylee territory, they're going to break your bank. And so here she is right now. She didn't got all the lip work, neck, neck tuck, all of this stuff here, breast implants. Obviously, she does. And then she's going to cost you a ton of money. All of this in vitro IVF, they genetic, they just don't have their genetics aren't superior, unfortunately, when it comes to these things like procreation and whatnot. I mean, people get, get mad at that. I'm not trying to be mad. But what I'm saying is they don't have the superior genetics when it comes to this game. Right. And so. When their community falls for this feminism stuff where they're going to just put it all out to the end, it's going to cost you a lot of money. It's going to cost you a ton of money. All right. Uh, none of them were healthy and viable. There were chromosomal um, abnormalities on all three, and they had to, I guess, basically be discarded, and we have to do it again. Yep. Um, women. Yeah. Ladies. Uh -huh. um, okay, when this happens, uh, we're going to look this up. I got to do the chats. Up. This woman is going to cost her man in vitro fertilization, IVF, cost. So she had, she had a situation, and now it's going to be another $15,000 at, 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 at minimum. So they just lost 15 grand, just like that, just like that. 15 grand right out the window. Now, now they got to do it again. It says right here, it says right here, the cost can increase to $60,000 depending on the patient's need. 60,000. So she, wait a minute. She bought the cost, her new man, 60 G's, 25 K a shot. That's what she bought the cost him. Got man, if you're gonna do late term, late term marriages, do not pick a Kaylee. They too expensive. Go with somebody else. All right, that got wide, wide childbirthing hips. You know, if she got narrow hips, you know what I mean, and she flat backed it. You're gonna be. It's gonna be costly. All right, let's let's not mess around no more. There we at the two hour mark already. I hope you enjoyed the show. Shout out to Gil that I said, yep, Jones G says, coach, I'm 48. You ain't lied. Thank you. I ain't lied yet. Hey, men my age know. 
Um, shout out to the 23-year-old men and the 24-year-old girlfriend watching me going, this guy's disgustingly bitter. He's just mad. Now, wait 20 years. You're going to be right there going, damn, I should have listened to CGA. RP Elliott says, Coach, where's your homeless video from the TV news? Where's my homeless video from the TV news? I wasn't on the news homeless, but I did a vlog about me being homeless. I think I know what you're talking about. I think that there was like an there was a video that I created. So it looked like it was a news report, but um, it should be. I don't know where that is. I don't know if I re-put that one up. I think I just took portions of it and re-edited it. Re-edited it, but talked about how I was living in these streets. In these streets. All right, shout out to Sufficient Funds. He says, got my son for the, he says, got my son for the summer and paying child support is a big scam. All right, how do you even, like, how do you even rationalize that? It's like when you get 50-50 custody and they're like, well, you can still pay child support. Or you have your kids during the summer months on a custody schedule schedule, and you're sending her child support payments. How? How, Sway? How? <laughs> well, we don't get to determine that. It's a little bit difficult for us. We don't have the system for that. They literally be like, well, it'll be too difficult for us to figure out the custody schedule. And when, but I'm like, I have the kid from June to September. But from June to September, for three months, I'm sending child support payments when I need to be supporting my kid. This woman's getting paid for having no custody. This is why I tell you, child support is a scam. I have no respect for that system. If they ever try to drag my ass in there, they're going to figure out real fast that I ain't playing no games with their ass. All right. They're going to be like, we're going to threaten you, but you can't threaten me with nothing. You got no power to nothing because there's no order right now. Okay. So I ain't violating no order. I'm just not cooperating. Just be sitting there looking at that ass. All right. We're going to set a minimum amount. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. All right. Now you got to collect it. <laughs> All right. You just make it more work for yourself. Just tell this straggle daggle to get out of your courtroom, but you won't do it. Tell this leech parasite to stop bringing dudes in here and you might actually get some work done. It's crazy, but child support is a scam. It is not a legitimate system. And I'm sorry that I have to tell you guys this. A.A. Ron says, checking in, coach. Thanks for the therapy. You're welcome, brother. A.A. Ron also says, and that's your new name. He said, here's a donation for a Spanish app teacher. Okay. Okay, okay, un poco. Un poco loco over here. <laughs> Where are we at? Gil Soto, your mansplaining is precise to the point uh, in work. It got cut off. I'm sorry. Uh, appreciate you for being here, Gil. Who else is in here? Albert Chalmers says, Lolo Jones should have called KS show before he left. Yes, he she should have. She missed her opportunity. That would have been a great one. Putting Lolo Jones in order. The dictator says, go ahead, give Lolo my number. We talk in practice. I do find Lolo attractive at some points. I, you know, I just can see the crazy, allegedly the crazy in her. So she gets me unattractive. Like if she would see the thing about Lolo Jones, she's one of these women that look fantastic in pictures. But if you were ever probably to meet her in public, you would wish you would not, you were wish you were not there. You will wish you can run and hide. You would be like, oh, my God. 
you'd be like, oh, my God, this girl's too much. I can't take it. And then you'll go ahead and try to stroke her out. And you, you'll regret it. It'll be instant regret. Where are we at? Let's finish up on pay PLZ in the building. We got some here. Call me Mr. Perkins. He says, what's up, coach? Was at work today and had a young junior college Kaylee choosing on a brother. And all I can think was, <laughs> what did she was thinking? I can't know. You left it blank. He said, shout out to the coach game. This is what you was thinking, man. I know you've seen him. You sound like a brother, brother. You sound like a brother. All right. You know them Kayleys be on you. Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tits. I make boys fall in love with me. They always throwing fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cuffed. These boys want our relationship, but I'm just trying to. Yeah, man, Kaylee's are almost, you know, it's hard to turn them down. You just be looking at them. You know, Kaylee's benefit from Neotny. And sometimes, you know, sometimes if they have light color eyes, they look kind of dumb and kind of, you know, withdrawn. If they have light color eyes, their eyes will be, you know, you, you'll be looking at them and they have that dumb look on their face. Right. And they 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 also depend on the uh, princess. This is what you got to be careful with them. They have princess mode locked on. Right. So they always are like. They do the naive thing and oh, ha, 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 the fun thing. Oh, ha, ha, ha. All right. And guess what? They'll act like, oh, and what are we doing now? And what are we doing now? And oh, interesting. Oh, okay. Wow. Never done this before. And then she jumps down on your Johnson and she starts sucking a golf ball through a water hose. Have you done this before? I love it. I love to be dominated. Take me now. Do this. And you're like, oh, great. The next day, she'd be looking at your ass like she don't know you. She's just looking at your ass like, but that look on their face with them light color eyes. All right. Like she just way back sucked into the world. Just looking at your ass like this. Hmm? Dumb. Hey, I actually had Swedish roommates. Remember Europeans? And I had one with these light color eyes and she just be looking at me like <laughs> blank face. Just looking at me like uh, deer in headlights. So you got to be careful with them because in one moment, they'll act like they are fully aware of what's going on and just leading you down there like Little Red Riding Hood. I'm going to just skip through the hoods, get get me some flowers, and they'll be like, oh, we're just, we're just enjoying ourselves. All right, and then all of a sudden, when the situation ain't working out for them, Big Bad Wolf. <laughs> and then I was just picking flowers and the Big Bad Negro and three nigger. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Give myself the buzzer. Three Negro bears. Yep. Three Negro bears showed up and I was just eating their porridge. <laughs> oh, man. I was eating their porridge and sitting on their furniture and I was just doing this and that. I got you, man. Yeah, they got me now. I've, I've been dodging the censors for a long time, but they got me now. Oh, man. And then three bears showed up after I robbed their house. <laughs> I did the hard R too, bro. Anyway, it's hard not to slip here. Now they're going to be after me. I'm going to have to delete that out. Oh, man. Anyway, I should have I should have skipped that super chat. <laughs> All right. But yeah, then they're going to be like, and he got me and he was big. Hey, ninja, ninja, ninja. He was big and black. Remember that? He was so big and I'm not, I'm going to do, I'm going to do blue face tomorrow. I'll do blue face tomorrow. Somebody going to clip that. See, he on uncle Tom shuffling ass. I was being Kaylee in the moment. He was so big. 
And he was so black. And it felt so strong. And I could not bear. And it was three bears. Shout out to, uh, oh, I got you already. By the way, man, if y'all get me on that, y'all got to get all the hip-hop videos here on YouTube, too. All right? Get the hip-hop videos on YouTube while you're at it. And he was a ninja, ninja, ninja. Shout out to Mr. Rivas checking in, a coffee for coach. We on the dark side. And wait a minute. We on the dark side, and we never coming back. <laughs> never. All right? Never coming back. All right. Anyway, who is there? Maryland guy's in the building. What did you have to say, man? He says, uh, Maryland guy, hey, coach, just wanted to let you know about five minutes ago, I was at a BJ's pumping gas when my door opened and my key is on the on position and listening to you, <laughs> listening to your stream. And I swear to God, someone yell, hey, coach Greg. I yell back, coach gang. I thought you would appreciate that. Wow. That type of stuff is phenomenal to me. Like, cause I just sit here and stream, right? But it's phenomenal the reach that you can have with these platforms and all of this stuff that people can be like, oh, you listen to the CGA. I mean, that is completely weird to me. Just so you guys know, I'm not one of these guys, the super celebrity or whatever. I don't think of myself as that. But I'm astonished as to the amount of people that recognize me. And uh, just so you know, I don't see you guys. I see my camera and the computer screen and lights. All right, that's what I look back. But you guys are listening to me. And, um, you know, I, it's an incredible reach. It's crazy. So, yeah, this is the new Hollywood. So you can become somewhat well-known and recognized. And people recognize me all the time. I got a sponsor today. Lord, Lord have mercy. I got to give you everything, brother. Shout out to you. Sponsor. Sponsor. Super chat. From, can I say your name? Mr. Jones. Me and Mr. Mr. Jones. Shout out to Mr. Jones. G. Jones is in the building dropping a big old donation. He says, Coach, your teachings saved me in court today. Listen, he says, I was able to get the DV orders dropped. The custody agreement I wanted, which is joint custody and sole physical custody to the mother, okay? She can keep him. <laughs> she was like, hey, give me the give me the joint legal custody. Keep the sole custody. She can keep him. It fits my lifestyle, travel schedule, and I will be able to get divorced all in one court hearing. Or he was able to. He says, avoided child support by paying for private school. Remember I told you that? A lot of times the private school can suffice as a child support payment. Many times they can't just be like, yeah, you pay for private school and child support. No, 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 no. Pick one. So that was the advice that I've given people. Sometimes they will act like you're supposed to pay child support and private school. No. And he says, I avoided paying child support by paying for private school. The video on she hates you more than she loves the kid, that video set me free. I was represented by an attorney, and she was not. And the attorney had an excellent relationship with the judge, which I tell you, this is happens. He says, every month she would claim I was beating our son, et cetera. The marriage will show me that. She was sleeping with someone else. You are right as the man. He says, as the man, it was a shakedown against yourself, the court, and the mother and the attorney, coach. I am free agent for life. Sometimes, man, brothers got to know. So he got he dropped a super chat that's pretty heavy. He dropped a heavy one. You know why? Because he avoided the BS. All right. He listened to my show. I don't lie over here. All right. One of the things nobody's ever been able to call me is a liar. 
You can call me every other name, but you will not come in here and say I'm lying about things. All right. Very rarely do I miss. And so he found out how to do it. He took some of my advice. I pre-gamed him. I prepped him. And he went in there and he kicked ass. Sometimes you can kick ass. All right. You can go in there and kick ass. Like, don't play their game. Don't be scared. Don't be intimidated. She's going to go in there and lie on you. She said he was, she used the abuse scenario, which sometimes if there's abuse, then there's a reason for her to take the kid. He actually said, keep the kid because now he can live his life. And now she can destroy the kid. <laughs> and the kid will be awarded to court. Shout out to you, man. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, I'm about 98% from the field. All right, 98% every now and then, you know. And I'm a metal <laughs> The metal thing, you know, we got to work on that. <laughs> That's how they're going to try to get me. All right, shout out to, uh, wow, congratulations to you, Mr. Jones. Uh, a couple more and then we'll get it going here. John D is in the building. He says, Coach, I am um, I'm at training for my new job at a credit union. We were talking about loan applications and they mentioned that child support could be used as income on credit applications. And he said, I said, what? And started laughing. Everybody looked at me like I was crazy. How was that money earned in any way? Yep. Um, and now they're probably going to start taxing child support in many municipalities. But um, income is, earned, is used as income, and it is taken off of you via your gross income, not your net income. It's thievery at best. But now women can claim, and they do claim, I get child support. I get X amount of dollars a month. And then they lump it in, and they use that child support as budget. It's all a scam. It's all a scam. It's miserable, man. But shout out to you, man. I tell you, man, when you guys start opening your eyes, you see everything that I've been telling you. You got to open your eyes first. Do not, I know, you know, you, I might sound a little bit crazy for new viewers, but what I'm telling you is the God's honest truth. I'm not here to lie. And I don't come in here and act like I'm living a lifestyle that you can't attain. And I don't come in here and like I'm a celebrity. And I don't come in here and lie about I get the broads. I get some, I get women. Most of them are five, sixes, and sevens, all right? I'm not trying to impress y'all. I get the top models, and I get these hope. Nope. I tell y'all the truth about that game bullshit. I'm here to teach you guys. And I get young junior college girls. But am I getting them for free? No. Nope. I got to give them some biology books. <laughs> right? I got to give them biology books. Cause I ain't got, I'm not going to roll in the mall and just run up to 21 year old girls. Hey, how you doing? Like creepy ass. Hey, metaphile CGA in the building. What you doing, girl? Oh my God. These girls. Oh my God. <laughs> so I do it the way I need to do it. Shout out to future. Is this future? He says, coach, I had an argument with my friends over kids and they told me I have no kids. So what do I do now? He says, I told them you don't know what your kids are doing right now. He says, wait, told me I don't have kids, so I don't know. Oh, you told them, they told you you don't have kids, so you don't know. And you says, I told them, do you know what your kids are doing right now? And they got mad at me because their kids don't live with them and live with the mom. Give them the buzzer. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You want me to give you a government name? I'm not going to give you your government name. Uh, Future said that. Hey, bro, shout out to these dudes that act like they... Dude, these 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 dudes that don't have no custody, part time daddy ass dudes. I hate part time mommy and daddies. They act like y'all super dads, and all you are is a co parent. You're not a single mother. You're not a single father. You're a co parent. If you have split custody or anything less than 
Um, like you say, for instance, you have 30% custody. If it's 30% or more, like 35, 45, 50, you're not even a full-time parent. And I have to tell you, you're a fraudulent parent. You're a court-ordered parent. You're a part-time custodial parent. You don't even see your damn kids on weeks on end, parent. You ain't even a real parent. You're not even a full-time parent. You don't even know where your kids are when the other parent has custody of the kid. You don't even have access to even communicate with your kid when they're not even on your custody schedule. You don't even have legal custody for half the calendar year. You a broke-ass, broken-home-ass, broke-up, family-ass parent. You a backpack, you a back kid backpack, full-time, living-ass parent. You not no single mama with twenty five with with fifty percent custody. You a court ordered parent, and I'm tired of y'all running around here acting like y'all super mom and your super dad. I'm tired of y'all sharing stories about, and I do this too, so I know I'm a struggling single mom. And and then you look up the kid ain't even with them, but part time. You're not a single mother. And you don't even qualify in the single mother stories when the guy says, don't date single mothers. We're not even talking about you. You a whole different section of a mother. Same thing as you fathers. Okay. You don't even see your kid, but half the kid's life, you missed the old other kid. You missed the old other life of the kid. And you out here, proud papa ass legacy ninja guy. You're a legacy ninja, halftime parent. <laughs> and you pay child support to have your mama to the, have the baby mamas have the kids part-time you a part-time lover and a part-time parent when your kid is at the other parent's house you in these streets in these streets but then when the kids at your house you super daddy <laughs> all right Talking to everybody, you you show up at the school, you know, I, you know, when kids do this and, you know, being a parent is so hard, you know what I mean? And I have to check their homework and I have to do this and that. And they had the permission slip and I had to sign it. Did you get that notification from the teacher? Shut your ass up. You don't even have the kid half the time the permission slips come on. But you trying to join in with the the stable home families in the conversation. You know, it's tough being a parent. You don't even have your custody of the kid. What you talking about? you know i talked to the teacher and they're getting a little bit too much homework and so when they come home we do our schedule and i gotta do the homework and do the shower no you don't have to do nothing there's days you do zero <laughs> you do nothing part-time pop uh part-time poppy and part-time mommy the rest of the time, you hanging out at bars and nightclubs on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, now it's custody exchange. Custody exchange. Now you a damn full time mommy. All of a sudden, your kids ain't never seen you guys communicate in ten years as full time parent ass. All right, stop with the bullshit. I call out the BS. This is America. This is what we do. We live. We put kids in backpacks and suitcases while one or both parents act like they're parents of the year. <laughs> anyway man shout out to you brothers man anyway bro but look i'll be out there i was super dad on my part-time schedule 
shit, I figured out a way to see my kids. I told you how I cheated the system. And my ex was mad as hell. So what I did was I decided I was going to coach all their sports. <laughs> I was like, I'm a coach. I coach my kids' soccer team, they basketball team, they football team. So I made sure my kids was going to be with me on their non-custodial days or my non-custodial days. I had them schedule. I scheduled all practices on days my kids wasn't with me. What days, what days my baby mama had the kids? Monday and Tuesday, we got practice that day. We got a game that day. <laughs> we got a game on the weekends. I don't have the kids. All right. Yeah, but I'm going to see my kids. All right. I coach football, flag football, basketball, soccer, tennis. I was like, I'm going to see my damn kids. So I see my kids like 85% of the time. I had 85% custody. <laughs> Shit, I coach everything. She was mad as hell. You keep signing them up for sports. Yep. <laughs> Uh-huh. I'm going to see my damn kids. Hey, man, I told you I'm petty. I told you I'm petty. You're not going to get over on me. So you can court order all you want. I'm going to see my kids. I signed up. She come to the meeting. Damn, you the coach of this team too? Shit. <laughs> yep, I'm the coach. What time we got practice? We got practice on Monday and Tuesdays, 7 o'clock. See you, kids. Oh, man, it was crazy. And she'd be taking the kids from practice. You can't take them home. She wouldn't even let me take the kids home. You can't take them home. That's how petty she was. She would literally have people come pick the kids up on my non-custodial days so I wouldn't take them home. One day I took the kids to Rite Aid to get some snacks, and she took me to court. She called the police. She was like, you can't take them to Rite Aid on my custodial day. I tell you, bro, petty. I was like, these are my kids. But see, this is the mentality of the American women. So you got to be careful. It, it won't happen to all of you guys. Sometimes you will pick a bad one, and I picked a bad one. All right. He says the feds are watching chill. Oh, that's too late, man. My kids are too old. Yeah, I did some Mrs. Doubtfire. My kids are too old. My kids are about to be legal adults in the next two years. It's over. Oh, and I was part of the PTA. So I was part of the PTA too. I don't know if you guys know. I was a PTA member. So I joined the PTA board. I was a board member at the PTA. So not only would I see my kids at practice, I would see them at school. Because I had a personal training schedule that my midday was open. I would go to the school. I ran a, I ran a fundraiser. If you haven't read my book, it's in my book. I ran a fundraiser at the kids' school. And I would be at the assemblies up front. All right, kids. I used to get in front of the assembly. And, uh, all right, kids, how you doing? I would have them all riled up. I would be throwing out candy at the assembly. <laughs> she was in there going, you need to get a job. My ex was like, you need to get a job. She was like, what are you doing? Volunteering, coaching, and all this shit. I was like, hey, I got a couple of personal training clients, and this is my second job. I'm super dad. I won father of the year. I literally won father of the year at my kid's school. She hates this to this day. She hates it. She's like, this is just. So I found out ways to be around my kids other than the custody schedule. All right. I was on it. I was like, mm -hmm, yep, they ain't going to tell me when I can see my kids. So she couldn't come up to the school. And all the teachers knew me. And here's a trick. I'm telling you, all the teachers knew me. All right. At the school. So they'd be like, hi, how you doing? How you doing, Mr. Adams? And they would be like, oh, he's the guy that runs the fundraiser. I raised about $150,000 for the school. All right, through the through the fundraisers. Uh, everybody loved me. The principal loved me. And she was in there throwing dirt on my name. 
she would go there to try to go to the teachers every year. The kids get a new, you know, the new teacher for their year. And she'd be like, well, I'm a struggling single mom and he doesn't do this and he doesn't do that. And they would be like, you talking about Mr. Adams? He the PTA vice president. <laughs> he the PTA vice president. It don't make sense. She tried to do that. And they was like, that's not the Mr. Adams. I know I see him here at school every day. He has access to every classroom. I can literally walk into the classroom, any classroom. I can walk right into a classroom and they'll be like, they will stop their classroom. They'll be like, Mr. Adams is here. And everybody will be like, oh, hi. And they'd be like, they knew me as the guy who did the, uh, the little fundraiser. They will stop the damn class. And the kids, the third graders will be like, hi, Mr. Adams, do you have any candy? <laughs> I'm telling you, I covered everything. That's how petty I was. <laughs> all the kids would run up to me we'd be in the community i'd be at the store at right aid kids would be coming up hi mr adams the parents would be looking at who the hell is that man you talking to i'd be like how how are you condoms in my hand i got condoms ky jelly kids running up hi mr adams i'm like oh i'm on my off time <laughs> i got a kaylee a kaylee sitting there Hi, Mr. Adams. Who's that young girl you're with? Oh, just let me hide these. <laughs> Don't look at it in my cart. The parents looking at me. Who's that big, bad Negro you're talking to? Anyway. <laughs> anyway, dude, I got to get out of here. All right, let me do this. Uh, Misty, got, we got, uh, who else? We got two more. We got two more. We're going to get out of here. Rafael is in the building. Mr. Reyes, he says, these game dudes see women as sidekicks to build with. That sidekick is eventually going to mess up everything because I'm not happy. he says, sidekick my ass. Yeah, that's the that's the bait and switch. And he says, I know this dude dating a single mother who lives with roommates. She's 28, full of tattoos, and she doesn't have custody. <laughs> Give this dude the buzzer. Hey, never date a woman who does not have custody of her kids. All right. That is a red dead ass flag. All right. If she does not have custody of their kids, that's the biggest red flag you can ever see waving run get the cheeks but run hey aaron says your evil ku klux keisha voice is priceless oh man all right i've heard it all shout out to jeremiah franz you're gonna be honorary principal next year mm -hmm. dude i had cloud at my kids school i could just walk into the whole office scan no id the secretaries would be like hi mr adams i'll walk back into the teacher's lounge i had carte blanche at their schools i would walk right through the school everybody would know me I didn't never have to scan ID. I never had to say why I was there. I carry a folder. And sometimes I was getting checks from teachers and classrooms. I would be like, I got to get this check. Then I have to meet with the PTA president. I just walk right in. Nobody said nothing. The principal will say, hi. They come in and be like, can you speak at this fundraiser? Can you do this? I was the MC of a, another fundraiser. They were always trying to get me to do stuff. And sure enough, my ex was in there one day throwing shade on me. <laughs> and they was looking at her like they was looking at her like what are you doing why are you here doing this in front of everybody they literally was like wow and another lady that I knew was in the office one day she was like oh your ex came in and she was throwing you under the bus and they were like I see why I see why I see why you're the situation you're in alright so it's crazy Anyway, 
it is what it is, man. But uh, those are the things that I had to do to just be around my children. And I never got credit for it. I never got credit in the eyes of the court. I tell you, she'd be up in court throwing shade on me like I didn't do any of that stuff. She was like, she would never tell him he was the volunteer coach. He would never tell, she would never tell him he was PTA vice president. He was on the board. He ran a fundraiser. She'd be in there. He's abusive. He yells at them. He screams. He beats them up. He intimidates them. They're scared. That's what she's in there telling them. <laughs> That's what she's in there telling them. He ain't doing the extra. He a deadbeat. He don't pay child support. Yeah, man. Shout out to the coach game, man. I'm going to tell you, man. Yeah, the feds are watching. Everybody's watching. Private investigators are watching. Attorneys are watching me, but you got to find me first. And it ain't going to be easy. There's a storm in the building. Shout out to the coach game, man. And, and if I can get the right thing up, we'll be out of here, brothers. I'm over so fucking over. I'm about to be a fucking hoe, bro. I'm about to be the biggest fucking hoe, bro. Watch me, bro. I'm about to be a hoe for real. I'm about to be the biggest hoe on my fucking life, bro. I'm about to be a hoe. I'm about to be a hoe. Yo, y'all niggas not worth it, bro. I'm about to be like. Here's the thing, you know, if you're broke. Just say that. Don't be mad at me for charging people for my time, materials, and efforts.